What's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? We're back for another one. Still not canceled. Can't get rid of me, motherfuckers. I'm like herpes. So, I, I don't want to be compared to herpes. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> but we are back for another episode of Binge. I smoked my medicine. I popped an antidepressant, so it's good times all around. Uh, it's fucking hot here. I don't care where anyone lives, by the way. I'm fairly certain it's going to be hot where you live, too, because holy shit, we're all in hell. So... Speaking of hell, what is hell? For bartenders, it's a bar where apparently no one can pour a proper beer, and apparently everyone is just all up in everyone else's business, a.k.a. every TV bar ever. And so to talk about said show, we brought one of Tulsa's favorite bartenders, Lynn Robertson. What's up? Hey, what's up? Yes, <laughs> yes. Cheers uh, is very representative of, of bartender hell and, <laughs> and, and the life that... Uh, happens when you spend your entire life in a bar <laughs> with a bunch of bar people. Oh yeah. After I know while, nothing about that. Oh god, I after a while you forget how to talk to normal people it seems oh, yeah. like like they'll just kind of be like, oh, okay, and they'll walk away. And I just like look at my girlfriend going, what? And she's like, you said fuck a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> Absolute truth. Like, they would be inviting me to church or yeah. something. I'd be like, oh, I don't really fucking do that, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, I respect the fuck out of you pieces of shit, but, you know, it's just like. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, 12-year-old kid is behind them going, oh, my God, he's my hero. <laughs> well, you also forget to, like, talk to people that you don't know every intimate detail of their life. Oh, God. Because, like, once you're in a bar long enough, like, there's. You, you know, know stuff about 20... people that you didn't need to no, know. No, no, absolutely not. And the worst part is. It's going to come up again. And again. So you have to ask about it after that. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of like, hey, man. Oh, fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> so how's that messy divorce going? Yeah. Fuck, here he goes. Here we go. Here he goes. Like, might as well get another way. And 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no one else here. God damn, damn it. Because we all do the same thing, too. Like, okay, he's been talking a while. No. Hey, what can I get you? Yeah. Nothing. Just tell me, tell me to do something, dude. Don't no, fucking make me go back That's when there. Uh, the glasses really need polishing. <laughs> like, like, glasses ever need polishing. Like, when you watch a show oh, and yeah. you see the bartender polishing a glass, it's because he's trying to get the fuck away from you. <laughs> <laughs> when writers are like, whoa, that's just from our experience. It's like, no. you're, you're annoying the fuck out of that yeah. bartender. I guarantee <laughs> it. Because nobody that actually is having fun at work is like, you know what I need to do? Polish some glassware. I need to, I need like, to clean some stuff right yeah. now. <laughs> but if somebody annoying comes in, it's like, this bar is filthy. Like, <laughs> I'm going to clean bottles. Like, yeah. that's one I saw that I was like, oh, he really doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. He was picking up liquor bottles and, like, getting the bottom, like, in the grooves and shit. Oh, no. I literally had a guy come in one time, and I just could not handle him. I was just over it. I wanted him to leave. I'm still going to serve him stuff, but I cleaned that bar from top <laughs> to bottom. And he would just, like, go on, and then every once in a while, he'd be like, Man, you're real serious about cleaning this bar. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm real serious about you leaving me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, yeah. That's my favorite part about bartenders, too, is that it's like every one of us, at, to some degree, are truly antisocial mm -hmm. on a grand scale. Yes. But with other bartenders or, in, you know, in some get comedians and whatever, it's we're only social with those groups yeah. because it is exactly what I was talking about. It's like you start talking to a normal person, they're just kind of like, okay. yeah, you're like, oh, man, you're. You have nothing interesting to say, and I hate you. <laughs> like, uh, they like maybe to tell it's you time some to take a shot or something. Yeah. That's really the fun part. The well. normal people, when they get drunk, they start talking like us. Yeah. But then, like beforehand, it's yeah. just kind of like, so we got up at eight this morning. I'm like, let me stop you there. Yeah, no, like, no, no, you're not doing you've, that. You've lost me already. <laughs> 
I was going to sleep then. Oh I have no God. idea we're in two different worlds. Dude, like my my girlfriend, she works like a day job. Mm-hmm. And so like our times are when she gets off work or when she's about to go into work, she just woke up. You know what I mean? Because in between she's at work, I'm asleep. Yeah. And then whenever she's getting off work, we'll have a little bit of time and then I go to work. Right. So she's always just kind of like, our schedules are just opposite. I go, well, yeah, I've been bartending for like 10 years yeah. and working in kitchens. Like, I <laughs> no, I don't do that. Like, it. that's, I've tried. Don't get me wrong. I did. I tried to fix the schedule, quote unquote, where you just stay up all day, all night. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, oh, I'll go to bed at like a normal hour. Yeah, that doesn't work. That didn't work at all. Yeah, circadian clock don't work like that. Mm-mm. It's a fucked up world. What? But. Quite literally walking through the mall the other day, I had to go there to do something, and I was looking at the like ladies working at the JCP, the JCPenney like counters. I guess it wasn't JCPenney. That place is totally gone now. I don't know what it was, but anyway, they were like working. Ta- I think you're actually talking to the wrong part. I think it's uh, this part, the front, the what? front part. You just tilt it up more, like yeah. this. Ooh, oh, that is, oh. There we go. just tighten the. That's lug like on the uh, end. that's like magic right there. There we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I was, like, walking next to this counter, and I was just like, man, like, you literally, like, this is, like, the ninth circle of hell. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I could wake up at 8 in the morning and sit here and try to sell people makeup. I was like, there is no way in my life I could ever oh, do anything but service industry. And you're smelling that JCPenney, like, perfume all day. Yeah, and, no. Well, oh. service industry is hard, but I just can't imagine doing anything else for the rest of my life. I, swear, I wouldn't know what to do. I, yeah, I, I, like, I was to a point where I was kind of like, well, maybe I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe I should try and go get what what normal people call a big boy job or what the fuck ever and i'm like eh, what the fuck am i gonna do yeah. like that's this is all i've done since yeah. i start you know since it was like hey you need to make money to do things yeah. and i was like oh well i'll just go to the places that i do things at and work there yeah and then that's just gonna be easy <laughs> and then that's easy because i'm either there or i'm working <laughs> and it's all just kind of the same place and it's and- fine that's why the pandemic was such a like horrendous thing for me. And that's, oh, in fact, yeah. why I started binging this freaking show. Because <laughs> I like, just needed to be in a bar somehow. I had to be <laughs> in a bar somehow. I had to have some regulars. People had to be around. Uh, I was just like, I needed to have that mundane. Because there are episodes that you can literally just sleep through. Oh, yeah. Like, Nothing, nothing happens. But like, that's you can look what up it's like some days at work. Oh, you know, like, absolutely. like Norm and, and Cliff come in and they Norm. like yell at each other in the corner. And like, and you just sit there and you're just like, all right, guys, it's the same old thing every day. But something yep. about that was oddly like soothing <laughs> during oh, yeah. the pandemic. Well, because it's like, like, I would we just put all, it on and fall asleep. We've all seen because... those two guys that have, or, oh, yeah. or however many, let's be honest. Yeah. This is Tulsa. Yeah. So it could be an entire group and you're seriously sitting yeah. there going, okay, you are always in here. Like, I need you to know about it. Like, do you understand how often you're in here? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have other bars even? Oh, no. I go home and, like, talk to my husband sometimes, and I'm like, what happens in this person's normal life? <laughs> because they're here just about as much as I am. Yeah, right. Like, and they still have to have, like, a job and they a family. To, right? Or, like, I mean, I guess they don't have to. But well, I, mean, I, I mean, that's true. There's got to be something going something. on. Yeah. There's 24 hours in a day. I didn't yeah. see them for the whole 24. So yeah. there's got to be something else. There's something else happening. There was I'm like when I was bartending over, uh, actually just down the road over at old, old uh, lot six over there, I'd have people come in and it was like, I had just opened at four mm-hmm. and they're like at the door, like jiggling the oh, handle yeah, trying to definitely. get in. I was like. Dude, do you not have like a fucking job that you ride or anything like that? Like, what what is going on? And then they come in and they'd be in there for like four hours. And I'm like, what is fucking happening in your life right now? Yeah, but that's nothing compared to like I remember going. Uh, okay, I work, this is really a bad. This was years ago, people. <laughs> 
sometimes we would stay up all night drinking and then go to Orpha's Lounge at like eight or nine in the morning. Yeah. And get there and be like, okay, we're going to hang out there now. And we get there. And, well, I guess we're here now. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Rob actually knocked on the door before they were open and the lady was vacuuming and he like offered to vacuum the room for her <laughs> if we could come in earlier. She was like, hell no, dude. That seems but... like quintessential Rob to <laughs> yeah. me. Like that's just. He's like, oh, I'll I vacuum the floor. your floor. Just give me a picture a of beer. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the difference. That's what I'm talking about. You could come in because so Oklahoma law, mm. like you can get beer before you can get liquor back then. Oh, okay. So you could, they opened at like eight or nine and you could start drinking beer, but you couldn't drink alcohol till 10. But the whole bar would be full of dudes just waiting. Just waiting till, till 10, 10 o'clock. Wow. And when they would all just sit there and there was this one dude who was like, he had to have been like the norm of Orphas at the time. Like he came in and he would go in. He'd like, they had a paper waiting for him and he right. would like get a cup of coffee and like open it up and just Jesus. like sit there and chill out. He was kind of a mixture of Norm and Cliff Caven because he was kind of a know-it-all like Cliff, <laughs> but like he was always there. And then as soon as 10 o'clock hit, like everybody was like, give me shots. It was just like you were Good at, Lord. it's like you were at like a nightclub at midnight and it was just like shots pouring everywhere. It was like shot, shot, <laughs> shot, 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 like at 10 o'clock in the morning. And that's when I was just, well, of course, I mean, I was there and I'd been up all night, so I don't think I was better than them, but I was also just like. <laughs> well, technically, I, my mindset is if you haven't gone to sleep yet, it's yeah, still nighttime. It's still nighttime. Time. That's that's, uh, that's totally. I agree. I mean, the sun. Fuck the sun. It doesn't matter. Fuck the sun. <laughs> that's gonna be our new tagline for the whole fucking podcast. Is just fuck the sun. It's dumb. Oh my god. Well, no, and like the, those guys are always my my like litmus test too because. You know, we've all got those Christian, like, people, family members, what have you, that'll guilt you about drinking or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and pump the old brakes there, because I might go to bars and get a bit shithoused. Don't get me wrong. I'm not above it. But... I'm also not the guy that's like setting an alarm to go to the bar when it opens, like after I yeah. wake up, you know, yeah. like. So like, oh, 8 a.m., get to the bar. 9 a.m., wait. 10 a.m., <laughs> shots. That's my day. And then what, from 10 a.m. till whenever it is, whenever. they decide, yeah. all right, I'm going to mosey home. Yeah. Like, I'm always, I, that shit always makes me laugh. People are like, well, I'm, I'm kind of worried about your drinking. I'm like. Then you, you need to meet my friend over here, because yeah. uh, I promise you'll never worry about me again. again. Every once in a while, things might, you know, I might have a few too many, but, like, this isn't my entire life. Oh, my God. I, I mean, yeah, like, if because I remember living in, uh, in Colorado, and you, we'd go skiing. So on the day that it was like, hey, we're going skiing tomorrow, you'd wake up kind of early, and the first thing you do is, hey, fuck it, we're skiing. Give me a beer. Yeah. But that's vacation mindset. That's you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It's not like, all right, well, it's Wednesday, yeah. and I'm 74. <laughs> Here I go. I'm Here going go. to the bar. Like, going to the bar. That's some Hemingway shit. I like, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think by 74, I might do that. Because <laughs> I, I mean, make it to 74. Because I mean, like, fuck it, I'm 74. That's my dessert of life. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it, I'm 74. If I want to wake up at 8 a.m. and go to the bar, I'm going. I'm fucking doing it. Because like, Because also, thing. who the fuck is going to stop you? Yeah, like, really. Like, seriously, old people get away with literally with murder, murder in some cases. Like, because... a lot of times murder. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're just kind of like, all right, well. When they just, like, run over somebody in their Caprice Classic. Right, and it's just, see, well, it's they're just old. like, well, they're old. we got to take their license. Yeah, it's like, if that um... was me, I'd be in prison <laughs> <Exactly>. right now. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds it sounds cool. I mean, you got to get something for getting old. Which you I guess to. is you get to drink whenever you want. Oh, yeah. And you can murder people. That sounds awesome. I know. I think I just found like the secret. That's Valhalla. Old. That's yeah. 
I, just I lo- can't wait now. <laughs> Give well, me I a hover round and a morphine drip. Oh and my be. god! And that's the best part too. They can do all manner of drugs, and oh, nobody drugs. gives a shit. Nobody cares. They're like, he's at death's door. Let him yeah. fuck around. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever, dude. It does not matter. But like, I think Tom Segura has a bit where he's talking about. He goes, "I want to get just old enough that people yell at me when I try to do stuff for them." Like, all right, I'm yep. going to take out the trash. Are you out of your, your mind? mind? Like, <laughs> you can't take out the trash. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> and then it's just, sit the fuck down. What are you doing? Hi, Landry. <laughs> Hi, Landry. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> He's like trying to be all ninja quiet. He's like, yeah. Sorry. I don't know how ninja quiet he was, but I don't think Landry does anything ninja. <laughs> <laughs> We have said, I think we've said, fuck you, Landry, on this podcast, possibly more than any other on Soundstooth. Well, allow me. Fuck you, Landry. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> Made sure that the mic and everything. Oh, you're yep. a professional, goddammit. That's Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know. They were here when I got here. Uh, are we are we now Sorry. eating suspect pretzels? Well, they were my pretzels. <laughs> oh, okay. Right but there have been two podcasts in here since the last time I was, so I don't know that I trust them. Sorry, I'll get out of your hair. Right. I don't really think that that is like ultimate bar food. I don't. I think pretzels are like roaches. Like they can sit there forever oh, yeah. and like. I don't. I don't think they go bad that, that or salt, die. Like all the salt in the bottom of the yeah. bag is like that little bitch salt that could. They're, hang they're on. actually germ free, a hundred percent of the time. It's just what happens with pretzels. Oh my god! Well, no, because like even in like bars that I've gone to recently, there's no, like pretzels and nuts and things like that. It's not a thing anymore. No. So okay, literally, people are nasty. <laughs> yeah. Literally, right before I left the house, I was watching an episode of Cheers, and there's one where uh, Rebecca's walking through, and Sam's behind the bar, and she's like, don't forget to fill up, like, and he's talking about how he's just kind of over the bar that he's at, and he needs to do something with his life. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things. She walks by, and she's like, don't forget to fill the pretzel bowls, and he just, like, pulls this, like, clear garbage <laughs> bag full of pretzels <laughs> out from behind the bar, and, like, starts dipping the bowls in it angrily. It's like, God damn it. I was like... And then, and then she comes back by and she's like, don't forget about the pork rinds. And here comes like another garbage bag full of pork rinds. And I was like, dude, dude, I need some of that. Like, right? I well, need to go out now and get a garbage bag full of pretzels. What absolutely. have I been doing wrong It'll in my bar owning career? I'm done with yeah. like one season of something. I'll just be like, what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> I'll like look at my girlfriend like, did you eat some of these? <laughs> no, you fat ass. Like, <laughs> I only had one garbage bag. It's cool. I mean, it was in one vessel, which means I can finish it, correct? <laughs> That's one serving size. That's, That's one, okay. one serving size is one garbage bag of pretzels. There you go. Well, no, and like, I understand why. Don't get me wrong, because like I said, people are disgusting. So it would just be like a bowl of nuts or pretzels, and people just stick their grummy fucking hands well, in Well, yeah, and I'm sorry, after the pandemic, I like... After that, I started to kind of really, like, think about how absolutely disgusting we are all the time. And I'm like, no wonder we were all sick. Like, we should all be dead. Oh, like, yeah. We're just, just constantly, as a species. Like, like, let's be real. <laughs> putting your hands in pretzel bowls. Like, we used to do this thing all the time. So uh, I know that it's a thing in Tulsa. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I know it happens in some other cities, but uh, a drink called a low life. 
Yeah. So it's a high life where you take like literally the bartender will open it, take a swig of your beer and then put like Aperol or Campari or some sort of bitters (laughs) in the top of it and then hand it to you. (laughs) And I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody. No, they like it. Yeah. They no one bad. I even like for a while was just like, do you want it traditionally? Because I'm just like, (laughs) I feel a little bit weird, like tonguing your beer before I give it to you. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and on the flip side, you also don't want the person that's super into that part of things. Like, well, th- yeah, that has like, that, <laughs> that that has happened. Uh, um, there's a female who will not be named who used to do that to one of my male bartenders all the time. And you can tell she was super into it. But like, OK, when we stop recording, though, I, I need this name. <laughs> I will tell you later. <laughs> well, no, because like I, that's the best part about bartending for me has always been that. I always got shit for how I think about things and all that. You know what I mean? I was the weird kid. I was Mm -hmm. like, and then lo and behold, all I really needed to do was turn 21 because then I started going to bars and I'm meeting these people that I'm like, I'm home. Yeah. Like, we're here. (laughs) How do I do this forever? (laughs) We have arrived. (laughs) And they're like, well, I mean, you can get drunk. Uh, We're supposed to tell you not to not to do anything after, but. Ah, you want to come over? Like, yeah. Let's hang out. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's like, I think that's why, uh, and it's been, you know, How said that it's the best. How long have you been a bartender now? Oh, 15, 16 15? years, something like that. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> I don't remember a time I don't wasn't. really remember a time that it wasn't happening. <laughs> and and if you, if you count up like sheer hours, I yeah. feel like it's like double that in like what normal people work because. Just tally like, marks on a I, cell wall yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I've been here for 18 hours and I haven't peed. That's cool. <laughs> this is my life from now on. That's the worst part is whenever like you're working or you do anything as a bartender and your brain does that fun thing where it goes, well, that's probably not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's probably not cool. Well, but I'm, there were times I just wasn't even allowed to because I'm by yeah. myself. And that's the thing that people I don't think realize about bartenders and the stuff that they go through is like you get there and you have a shift. You don't get the lunch break like no. people did. You don't get the like 15 minute sit down break. Mm-mm. You don't get the like, I mean, I'm sure you don't even in get... some places they do that, but like no places no, I work. They have to be like corporate in my yeah, mind. Like yeah, one definitely. of those like, hey, we're not trying to get sued. Whereas like exactly. if it's just, hey, those are the owners yeah. over there, it's going to be like, hey. I've been here for 18 fucking hours. You think yeah. I could maybe grab a piss and a cigarette? It's like, yeah. no, now it's last call. Yeah, and if Wrap you're if up. you're like, slammed <laughs> in a place that has, like, two stalls yeah. and you are five people deep for yeah. three hours, you're not peeing. Nope. You're not thinking. You're mm-hmm. not, like, yeah, that's it. Like, it's oh, over yeah. for like, you. I remember exes <laughs> giving me shit about, like, well, you didn't text me at all last night. I was like, dude, dude I'm I couldn't. busy. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do? do? Like, also, you're... Butt-ass ugly face was at the end of my fucking bar. So you're welcome, by the way. (laughs) That's always been my favorite, too, is like having any kind of significant other. It's like, hey, I'm working, and that really sucks that we can't hang out. But half the time, it's like, this is Tulsa. They'll just come hang out at your bar. Yeah, they'll just come hang out with you anyway. (laughs) And they'll bring friends. They'll be like, yeah, let's go fucking see Terrell. Okay, cool. And then their friends will tip you, and all is well with the world. Oh, man, if you get their friends good and hammered, and then all you have to tell them is, I didn't charge you for that one beer. That one beer. And that is a, quote, hookup for them. And they're just like, I'll tip it! <laughs> Give him all my money! Because I was like... All of it. I, I didn't understand that at first. And, of course, I 
I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. So charge for everything. You know what I mean? Oh, you want a bag of chips or pretzels? Okay, those are a dollar fifty. It's like yeah. just give the fucking drunk ass some chips. Like it'll well, be fine. Sometimes you just have to, because sometimes people just get in that zone, and I'm just like, and I've done it to more than one person. I'm like, no, you're not having a drink. You're gonna right. sit your ass in the corner. You're gonna eat this bag of chips. Yep. Drink about three glasses of water, <laughs> and we'll talk again in about forty five minutes. And I'll let you go. Yeah, and then you can leave. And like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Once you're out the door, you're not my problem. Well, but the bargaining, man, the bargaining <laughs> oh, of people. When like, they they <laughs> they got some skills. Yeah, they, <laughs> they've definitely read some books. Yeah, on the on the con artist life because every once in a while you're like, that was actually a really good point that he just made. Well, that was one of the things that I loved about uh, the character Norm in Cheers is, like, all of his skills as a career bartender. Number one, dude had a tab the entire series. Oh, yeah. 11 years. Yep. 11 years. And uh, in the in the finale, like, Sam makes a joke that he had to get NASA to, like, calculate his tab. <laughs> and then there's, like, all these nerds online who have gone and, like, tried to, like, you know, really kind really of, like, do, like. the numbers? So they think that it's somewhere around by, in the 11 years they were on the air, his tab had to have been somewhere around 32 thousand dollars <laughs> doesn't he rip it up too in the well he last does one? he does he rips it up in the last one my favorite thing that he does during the entire series is so when woody harrelson comes on yeah and he uh he has a girlfriend who's like just as like dim-witted as he oh, is her name's yeah. like kelly or something yeah. so she comes in and at one point i think like <sighs> diane or somebody's out anyway she comes starts waitressing and so norm convinces her that his tab is actually a, a a list of beers he's paid for. So he gets her to erase a hash mark for every beer she serves him. Like, that is genius. I swear, though, he was like, he was my, I mean, like, I, it's not exactly, you know, the, the one that no one goes for. He was definitely my favorite just because. He represented all the good parts of bars yes. in my mind because he was just kind of like, I don't have to deal with anything when I'm yeah. here. I can tell you about my day. You don't give that much of a shit, but you do kind of. Yeah. Well, and he was the very last one to walk out in the finale, too. Mm-hmm. And he's Didn't basically... he pour himself another beer before well, he went? Well, okay, no. So this is actually a fun fact. <laughs> okay. Because the one thing through the entire series, and just like everybody else they were talking about, Norm's big thing was just like, can I get one quick beer? Like he's yeah. always leaving and he always just wants one more quick beer. <laughs> and so everybody else has left. Sam's there. Norm comes back in and they'd been talking about like what the meaning of life is. Of course. And like Cliff Clavin was like comfortable shoes. <laughs> and like, uh, <laughs> Carla, you know Carla was like, not wrong. Like, Carla was like <laughs> having kids. And then she was like, no, never mind. And like all this stuff. But Norm, he comes back and he's like, I didn't want to say this in front of everybody else. He's like, but I really think that like, the meaning of life is love. And he's like, you know what I love, Sam? And Sam looks at him and he goes, beer, Norm? And he goes, yeah, just one quick one. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the very last lines on that show. And I was just like, that's hilarious. No, that is one hell of a way to have a character yeah. outro. Like, yeah. Just kind of like, yeah, I guess one more. Fuck yeah. it. Like, it's, yeah, just, it's like, yeah, just one quick one. But then he basically more or less told Sam that his one true love is the bar. Oh, yeah. And like I, I watching I that during that being very heartbreaking for me. Dude, just watching that like, during mm. the pandemic, like because that he's like, it's your one true love. And then Sam realizes it. Everybody leaves and somebody walks up and he's like, sorry, we're closed. Yeah. And then he walks over and he's like, he's like, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch on earth. And like he goes over. 
And he straightens up this picture of Geronimo, which is actually a picture that hung in um, the guy who played coach who died earlier in the series that used to hang in his dressing room. So that was like the little homage to him. And I kind of knew that the second round going through watching it (laughs) and being in pandemic and having my own bar shuttered and not knowing if we were going to ever open again. You just balled your eyes out. I know. I went, I I literally went upstairs and got in a bathtub with a glass of wine and just like (laughs) ugly cried for like 30 minutes. I was like, that is terrible. But so what's hilarious to me though, I was like looking at this stuff. So I looked at the finale and nobody, I don't think remembers this. So whenever they, they, put the finale they did it was three parts and they okay. did it all in a two-hour thing on on i think it was nbc or whatever it was on i don't know what station it was it on. was probably nbc i don't remember <laughs> uh whatever the tonight show was on with jay leno because what they did is afterwards after all this aired they did a special tonight show so they took this huge group audience and put them out in front of uh here i have it oh bull and finch Bull and Finch was the name of the actual bar that was like the right, outside. Right. So they brought a bunch of people in Boston and put them outside of that to like cheer. And Jay Leno did his show from there. Oh, wow. So he gets in. So the cast is down in the bar. Right. So he comes out and he does this like whole uh, like, you know, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And this huge audience is out here. And uh, he does his monologue and he's used to like his studio audience. Right. Not crazy cheers fans. <laughs> and people are like during his monologue of his jokes, people are like actually booing him. <laughs> and he's like visibly getting like weirded out. So like <laughs> Yeah, you forgot what a comedy crowd's like. Yeah, no. And he was like visibly getting weirded out. So then after that happened, he also announces that many of the skits and things they were planning on doing that night got canceled because the cast is completely smashed. Awesome. Like, smashed drunk. <laughs> so then he proceeds to go inside and go down the stairs into, the, like, the, the real-life Cheers bar. Right. And the cast is down there. And so he introduces some people and does some other stuff. But then the cast gets together, and Ted Danson emerges, smoking a fucking cigarette. <laughs> Wearing a silk scarf and like full sunglasses in a dark ass bar. And like, they all, they all like sit down and everybody, they're like slurring their speech. Oh. Like at one point, Rhea Perlman literally mounts Jay Leno and also like sprays him down with a soda gun. Uh, they're doing like uh, spitballs into each other's like mouths during the whole interview. <laughs> Uh, like at one point, uh, Woody Harrelson uh, makes a joke about giving Ted oh. Danson a blowjob. Oh, fantastic! And then, okay, and then this other thing that's completely weird, and I, I'm telling you, people, go check this out. It's on YouTube. It is the weirdest hour you will ever see in your life. Um, but like, uh, so oh, Kirstie Alley's not there. She was uh, uh, shooting uh, "Look Who's Talking Now," the oh, second yeah. "Look Who's Talking," and so they do this video of her. And she's also, like, slurring her speech. I'm like, why is she drunk, too? But, like, she has these this whole cast of people who are, like, fake Cheers people, like, with weird names. Okay. And, like, whoever is Carla is actually, like, a little person. And, like, it's all this weird stuff. And, like, she Jesus sings Christ. a song about dicks where they're all just like, dick, 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 dick. Like, basically calling the whole cast dicks. <laughs> And so the whole cast continues to refer to her as Krusty instead of Kirsty for the rest of the thing. 
and then they all in unison say, you're so stupid. Like the whole thing is the biggest train wreck. And I'm like, only the Cheers cast could have this like finale that I just talked about. That's like this amazing finale, like heart wrenching, like you're crying. And then literally you flip right over and they are just like, it is the like punk Jay Leno for a straight hour, (laughs) like completely wasted. I just love the idea of, they did a show about a bar, and that has got to be just quintessential. That's what bar employees would do. Dude, I would imagine if, like, <laughs> my bar were a show and all of our regulars oh, yeah. got together and we were like, okay, so we get kicked out of the bar, and then we have to do, like, our after, like, recap season. I'm like, dude, we're getting wasted. <laughs> I don't even think you'd have to, like, bring it up to anybody. That would oh, just no. be, like, the general plan. Yeah. It's just, well, we got to stick around, so shot? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Big one, please. Dude, Ted Danson, though, with the glasses and the silk scarf and the, oh man, it was just, it's, I, I really like anybody out there, if you want to, if you want to waste an hour of your life and just be like, oh, what they're going to the do it right now. Holy they're living to me. hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, what just happened? No, like, I swear to God, now, I watch Ted Danson's shit now and I just look at that man and I'm just like, what is it like to be you, dude? Yeah. Like, you have been, like, on the ball for decades now. Yeah. Like, you've been, a-list famous. Well, he was A-list famous for Cheers years, right? And yep. then he kind of took like a little hiatus little there. Bit. But then now he's he did The Good Place. He yep. did like, he's got what, The Mayor? Yep. He's just on TV again. Always, yeah. And I just love the idea of he just made a phone call. Yeah. Hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah, okay, it's cool. me. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Ted Danson. Oh, who are we kidding? He didn't make that phone I'm call. I'm going to work now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Somebody well, no. called his agent and was like, can we please? Yeah, can, you, can you just please? convince him? Twist his arm. Oh, do you know he wore a hairpiece the entire show? That was oh, not cheers? his hair. Yeah. Because they, they, they always talk about his luxurious like hair. Right. Nope. Hairpiece. No shit. It's like time. finding out there's no Santa. I know. That's a- <laughs> I know. It's, it's, really, it's really disappointing. But um, <laughs> every, yeah. every fucking time, though, that really is how it works out. Like you'll, you'll just think there's something, this magical thing in the world. And mm-hmm. someone will come along and be like... Oh, CGI, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> All right. So we have to talk about Cliff Clavin for just a we minute. We have to. All right. Number He's one. amazing. <laughs> well, number one, we all know this dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. The dude who's like the know-it-all who oh, has yeah. a fact for like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, oh, did you know, by the way, that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, in the very first episode, they argue over what's the sweatiest movie of all time. <laughs> That one gets real interesting. But that's that's like, the best part about yeah, the bar yeah, is that it's like, yeah. that's a conversation everyone's getting in yeah, on. Like, yeah, no. Uh, hold on. No, 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 hold on. The fact yeah. that Footloose is not in this conversation is insanity to me. Yeah, and no, I know, like, side <laughs> characters come in and they're just like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Cold Hand Luke, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's just like everybody has their own. And then, like, it gives, it goes deep down into, like, alien, like. Oh, Jesus. But, um. But he, like, so my favorite, I think, episode with Cliff, though, because he's such the know-it-all, is he finally yeah. gets on Jeopardy at some point. Oh, my God. I forgot he Yeah, and Jeopardy. he goes on Jeopardy, and he, like, he gets, like, $22,000 in the first, like, couple rounds. Like, yeah. he's doing good. <laughs> he's great. But then he, like, bombs Final Jeopardy and loses everything. <laughs> he, like, bets it all. Yeah. But instead of, like, so true to this character, instead of just being like, oh, damn, I lost, like, he freaks right. out on Alex Trebek <laughs> and, like, scares the shit out of him. <laughs> but in reality, the worst part about that was that that gave us false hope of maybe that actually happening someday on yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah. Because we all love Alex Trebek, RIP, but at the same time, right. you do kind of want someone to scream at him or don't something. Don't you? Like, cause that I is mean, a very, don't you? Yeah. 
I still do. <laughs> yeah. I, I still need it. Like it's <laughs> because well, okay, two things. I mean, because he's so cool and calm. Yeah, like so cool and calm. And then number two, just like you know, he can handle it. Oh like, yeah, it's, it'll be fine. Like you're I'm not gonna sh- break Alex Trebek. Oh no, but somebody needs the to yell guy at him. was was fucking not just a, he was beyond a list. Like he was world famous for decades. And he dealt with all manner of fuckasses on his show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way those Listen, guys just came on and were all really cool people. No, like, I love <laughs> trivia, and I love all of the people involved with it, but most people with, like, serious amounts of, like, random knowledge yep. are dicks. Such fucking dicks. And they will let you know that they have all that knowledge at the oh, ready. Yeah. Every yeah. fucking time. I mean, dicks in a good way. Sorry, all my friends. <laughs> I don't oh, my apo- I'm not apologizing. I'm, I'm not, not going <laughs> to. But you know you're a dick. It's true. I'm sorry, but anybody that is a dick but doesn't know that they're a dick, f- fucking grow up. Yeah. Like, just be who you are, man. Nobody actually gives a shit. Fucking hell. But, like, my favorite thing, though, is exactly the combination of bar and trivia because there are people that take it super seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, I saw a guy just fucking screaming at his girlfriend because she got an answer wrong. And I was like, <laughs> Time of death now, bro. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's when trivia becomes the breakup game. Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because then there are other contestants not even paying attention to oh, one. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, no, she's like, done. Yeah. She's fucking done. Just looking down the bar. Like gossipy little bitches just sipping from a straw, like mm, that bitch is done with you. <laughs> oh, so fun fact: that is why uh, uh, Cliff Clavin was a mailman because originally he was supposed to be a security guard, but they had written him to be a know-it-all, and they felt like people would uh, uh, feel like a mailman was more knowledgeable than a security guard. Uh, security guards out there, write your uh, your hate mail <laughs> to the people who wrote this show. Put it in a time machine. <laughs> Send it back to them because they like don't the think that house. you're intelligent like, enough yeah. to be a know-it-all. But also, eh, they weren't exactly that far off. I mean, because also you got to take into account too, a mailman is like alone their whole shift. But that was kind of like a shock to them, probably. And oh, I'm kind of lonely. Security guards, most of the ones that I know, love that part of the job. They're like, nobody fucking bothers me. Well, yeah, it's well, awesome. The mailman <laughs> test is hard too. Like oh, the yeah. test that you have to take to like be a mailman. Yeah. There's no security guard test. I mean, there should be. <laughs> You're but, only protecting my entire but, livelihood. Yeah, but as far as I've seen, there's no security guard. No. And, I mean, judging by some of the security guards I've seen in oh, my God. life. And apparently there's no uh, like physical fitness test no. either. Jesus. No. There are ones that make me laugh too, or just kind of like, uh, I, I ran into this guy. He, he came into the bar and I had to kick him out at first. He was a security guard, but he had a gun on his hip. And I go, dude, what are you fucking doing? He goes, what? You can't bring a gun into a bar. Like he goes, this is an open carry state. I go, there are still rules. This yeah, there's fucking still rules. Wild West. <laughs> this is in the Wild West. So he goes, all right. So he goes out to the car, puts the gun in the car, comes back. I go, what? Who do you work for? And he goes, oh, just an outlet mall. I go, a fucking an outlet, outlet mall? mall. Gave you a Beretta? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Shoplifting is that serious of a crime? <laughs> it's already discount prices. Like <laughs> you gotta take out Becky because she stole a romper, like with a Beretta. Is is it really that intense? Dude, they would have to back up their truck just to hit the, the status of grand larceny. Like, that yeah. would be... Like, like, literally, they would have to. 100%. I, it baffled me for the whole time he was there. Like, we'd be talking, and then I'd just stop and go, okay, there's no way I heard you right. Outlet mall? Yeah, like, I'm this- like... <laughs> that would be like... 
I mean, like, how much shit would you have to steal at Ross Dress for Less you, to I even go to jail? I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I think you'd have to pull up a U-Haul. I like, I really, for real, hundred percent. Like, even the luggage in the front of Ross is yeah, not going to get you to grand no, larceny level. No, like, not even close. <laughs> the most expensive shit in there is probably like furniture. No, and it's like they barely have any of that. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know who would probably know the answer to that, Cliff Clavin. He probably oh, he would, exactly. he would yeah, he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one, like, a meme that was going around there for a while, and it was a picture of him. And I, for the longest time, thought it was an actual thing that he said on the show because it sounded so spot on. It was mm-hmm. something about brain cells that it was like, oh, well, actually, we're quite smart and comparatively to other people. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah and that's totally Cliff Clavin. That would be 100% something he oh, said. Oh, 100%. And then I, I rewatched it shortly after I saw that because I was like, ah, that's putting me in the mood to watch some fucking Cheers. Yeah. First of all, first season, hot garbage. Okay, it is. And yeah. you know that they almost <laughs> got canceled after the first season. Well, rightly so. Yeah, like they almost got canceled. There's only like a couple of episodes in that first season yeah. that are worth something. And like oh, one yeah. of them was an episode where they... they uh, address homosexuality yeah. and some stuff uh, that uh, it actually ended up getting some awards and stuff later, which right. was really, this is 1983. So that was really yeah, like spot on for that for time. They were very woke for that time. But yeah, it, it was hot garbage. That first was, season was terrible. Because like, I forgot about it. You yeah. know, how, like enough time went by yeah. and all I remember were the good times. You know, it's like a past relationship yeah. where you just remember. Oh uh, yeah, that was, this was great. Oh this my was God, great. They were so great. And then you yeah. talk to them for 10 minutes. You're like, oh my God, I want to fucking drown you in yeah. your own piss like oh my god but like i sat there and i was watching that first season i was like oh my god oh yeah the first season was terrible i don't even know how like they had to have done just like a massive amount of cocaine with whoever okayed the second season i don't really know how that happened either i mean (laughs) so the guys who like created it it came from taxi and like there was a bunch of stuff behind it so i'm like maybe like oh they were just like like, you guys can be better yeah i don't know but i mean i'm glad it did because by season by season nine they were number one oh yeah which is hilarious they went from like hot Hot oh, garbage. they were about to get swept under the proverbial rug oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like, like, oh, well, it was kind of bad. But there were some saving graces. There was like two saving graces maybe for an yeah. entire season of just dribble. It was really bad. It was, dude. And the punchlines where it was like that canned laughter. You're like. Oh, 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 oh. Not canned laughter. Not canned laughter. It literally says Terrell at the beginning of the show. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. they said that for a lot of shows. But, (laughs) but, fun fact, they got complaints constantly for how the level of the canned laughter. Oh, But that was a studio audience. That was actual people. I don't know if they gave them, like, laughing gas before the show. Yeah, they're just like, hey, hit my pipe real quick before you go in. Yeah, they're like, okay, you guys, they just pumped pot into the studio. before you go in, this is called a bomb. Yeah. So here we go. (laughs) Here we go. This is what's happening right now. Because I don't care what it is. If you're high enough, I'll laugh at anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I can seriously sit there and watch just the most garbage television. But if I'm high enough. Yeah. That's that's my old giggle bush, man. Here yeah. we go. Like I'm off to the fucking races. I'll yeah. have abs by the end. Like Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing is everybody was like, Man, you gotta turn down this canned laughter and they're like, dude, literally says at the beginning of the show. This is our real live audience. They're just little giggle bots. <laughs> 
They well, just love to laugh. Well, and some of the jokes, too, are the ones, too, that it, it, you can almost tell the audience is like, oh, he paused. Because <laughs> there's no way they actually thought that was funny yeah. fucking lines. Because some of them, it was like, okay, who phoned this the fuck in, guys? I mean, maybe they just had somebody with a Beretta, like a security <laughs> guard. And I was like, any pause laugh as hard as you can or you're getting shot. <laughs> you just hear, like, instead of camera, like, oh, no. <laughs> It's just that nervous. <laughs> 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 that was hilarious. I have children. <laughs> but like with Cliff too, though, like there was that also that episode where a guy just snapped, right? Like he was just kind of like, I'm fucking sick of this guy. And he like yeah. challenges Cliff yeah. to like a fight. Which I'm surprised Carla didn't do because Carla like oh, wanted yeah. to fight him through the entire season. That was like her whole thing. That was her show. whole thing. And also, how did Carla not get fired? She was a bitch and she was always pregnant. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like always pregnant, but she was mean to everybody. Oh yeah, but she keeps so her. Okay, well she her did get in norm, trouble at one point, didn't her she? norm and Sam were the only people she did were the only people who were on every single episode. Okay, so those were the three, and like, but Carla was always there. But I mean, I mean, she had her redeeming quality, but she was just mean to. I mean, she was so mean to Cliff. Well, like, we all it, know that fucking mom that she's got too many kids and she's yep. like working her ass off and everything. And then you'd be like, hey, so how was your weekend? How about you go fuck yourself? Yeah, fuck but we day. also know the bartender lady too. Like, we all oh, have yeah. known that girl who's a Carla who's oh, just like, yeah. and people love her. Oh, like that's they're just my like, be part. mean. <laughs> yeah, they're like, just be mean to me, please. <laughs> I think, because I had this theory about this, because you've seen me bartend at a couple places where mm-hmm. I've had to be that guy of just kind of like, how about you order a beer like a fucking adult, man? Yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> this guy. No, I've like, I've actually recently been experimenting with it because mm-hmm. I was like, started, I was like thinking about the Carla effect. <laughs> and so there's been a few nights where I've just been complete, like, I've just been like, ah, oh, fuck you. Who let you in? Like, get oh, away yeah. from me. Oh, you want that? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it more tips. fucking works. Every time. I'm like, and then when I'm just, like super nice and I'm like, oh, you need this? You need this? I'm oh, giving yeah. you everything you want? Like, pfft. Nothing. I know. They're fucking shit people. It's weird. I just don't understand it. Here's my theory. My theory is that we go through life and we've gotten so used to the customer service voice all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Right. Oh, oh, let me help you and all that shit. So you take it for granted. You Mm -hmm. forget that, oh, yeah, this is a human being and all that. Obviously, service people, we don't forget. Yeah. Like normal people do. So whenever you go, they go in there and like, hey, uh, you don't have my favorite beer. It's like, why the fuck would I have your favorite beer? Yeah. And they're just like. Oh, oh, I forgot. You're a person. You're an adult. Oh my, you know, oh I God. like that theory. I'm I like saying. that theory a lot. And they're like, oh. And then I if for- you can like- do it, if you can be mean with a certain sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know me. That's that's my wheelhouse. Oh, uh, like- yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> I've insulted people directly to their face. And they're like, <laughs> So basically, basically, you're a Carla. <laughs> I am. A bit. I'm like a Carla Woody combo because okay. there are days that I'm just kind of like, wait, what? We need to talk about Woody. <laughs> And this whole character. The character, you perverts. The okay. character. Yeah. <laughs> so Trust me, if I know the listeners of this show, they thought it. <laughs> so Woody comes on. So do you know how Woody ends up at Cheers? So I, I, I remember that it was like uh, Coach dies, right? Right. Even in the show, they decided, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to say that he left or anything. We're right. Say he he passed actually away. passed away. And Woody shows up to like talk to coach about something right or, right yeah or... so this is the best okay. uh, he comes to, from hanover which coincidentally is actually where woody harrison went to college oh very cool yeah but he comes <laughs> there because him and coach were pen pals but i'm he, you can't see this out here i put that in quotes because they didn't exchange letters 
They exchanged pens. <laughs> <laughs> so he came all the way to meet his pen pal. <laughs> and they have to tell Woody that this dude's dead. Yeah. And basically they feel so sorry for him that they like give him a Here, job. Here's a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anyone feel that sorry for me. Well, like, yeah, here's a job. <laughs> that's how this happens. Like the very first episode, like Diane gets a job because yeah. she comes in and like she's with this dude. His name's Sumner Sloan, which is the, like one of my favorite like character <laughs> names of all time. But he just like leaves and leaves her there. And she's like, what do I do now? And Sam is just like, oh, you should just work here. I'm like, what? And can we talk about, too, that it's like Diane, hands down, in my mind, to this day, one of the most annoying characters on television. Oh, absolutely. Just everything about her irks the shit out of me. Yeah. But I think she was meant to do that. Okay, because, like, you know how, like, you know, this is 2021. You kind of like, why why am I feeling this way? You know, you kind of want to keep yourself in check as kind of like, wait, am I having sexist tendencies? Like, maybe I'm doing that. But then I asked a woman, she goes, oh, fuck, Diane. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, yeah. But I, you know, I think they did that on purpose to a degree because I think that she was meant to illustrate because she was supposed to be so, like, worldly and book smart. Right. But she was actually really stupid when it came to, she actually, um, in the first episode, gives one of my favorite quotes of the entire series. But, like, what she does, like, that's the thing is, like, she doesn't know anything about life. She thinks that she's completely naive. And I think she's meant to be that character because she represents that person. Because we all know that person who thinks that they, like, they're like, oh, you know, I graduated college and I did this and I did this. And I can quote every book and I can do this. The trivia Different different from Kelsey Grammer's (laughs) Frasier character. But, like, but she's actually just, like, so naive. (laughs) Through the whole thing. So I think she's meant to be irksome like that. But, like, I think that they probably could have given her a little bit more of redeeming qualities. But, man, I feel like they went the other way with it. Because there are some that you're just kind of like, oh, my God, bitch, shut the fuck up. Well, yeah. You can't help it. Well, that's like in the final episode when Sam tries to take off with her again. And everybody's like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real? You talk about can't choose who you love. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Anybody but her. Like, seriously. Take Rhea Perlman. Just go with Carla. Like, it'll be fine. (laughs) Well, but it's interesting to me. Okay, so Woody replaced Coach. Right. And so Coach was a character that he was, like, super senile. So Woody and Coach are intrinsically the same person. Right. Just different time of life. Well, right. Because Coach was always just, like, his comic, you know, his, like, comedic relief came from the fact that he couldn't understand what was going on because he was so senile. Well, because he also made jokes too about concussions and stuff too right, right? like yeah he, he was like we were old school back then it's yeah like, yeah you have like this many concussions too but then he gets replaced by woody and woody constantly like can't understand people because he's yeah. just he's woody <laughs> and so it's that same sort of comedic relief but then you get like diane was replaced by rebecca and mm. rebecca was just as annoying as diane but it was like in a different way she was annoying in the way of just kind of like every boss you know what i mean of just kind of like well, she's like i guess yeah and but at the same time she was overwhelmed constantly yes so it was just funny because i think there was that that duality of her you character. have a little bit of pity for yeah, her because she's where like diane I'm there's the boss, diane like, there's no pity because you're just none. like you're just, she's a, just a bitch. bitch like oh my god <laughs> there's some lines that i swear to god i i turned the show off like i was just like i can't do it i will fucking throw something at my tv like <laughs> but like the the funny part about woody though is that it was like coach was a little over the top with his mm-hmm. you know because he was he wasn't just dumb. He was like TV dumb. Like right. he was, but then Woody comes on and don't get me wrong, still dumb, but it was like in a comedic <laughs> sort of way, which brings me to this. Okay. okay. <laughs> One of my favorites. Okay. So <clears throat> whenever Diane leaves, 
Yeah. Thank God. Yep. Uh, end of season five. So beginning of season six, because you remember the end of season five, Sam like decides he sells the bar, buys a boat. He's yeah. like, I'm going to sail around the world. I'm done. Yeah. So top of season six, Sam comes back. Mm-hmm. He sunk his boat. <laughs> and so the and he sold the bar to like this Lillian corporation. So they're all corporate. Right. Like Woody's got a full like, you know, outfit on everybody. Right. And so they have this uh, this bartender who has replaced Sam who apparently knows every drink ever known to man. So Sam like tries to quiz him and he's like giving him, he's like, what's a snooty snazzle? What's a blah, blah, blah. Like, and the guy's got it. And so Sam's trying to come in and get his job as just a bartender back. Right. And so Carla goes up to the snooty guy and he's like, Hey dude, she's like, Hey dude, uh, tonight, if anyone comes in and names a drink that you can't make, you're going to leave and not work here anymore. Dude's like, fine. He's like, but what if, what happens if I win? And they're like, well, you get Sam's boat. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I like sailing deals on. So they send, cause like Norm and Cliff and like all the people haven't been hanging out cause they got a corporate takeover. You know how it goes in real life. Like the bar gets sold. Nobody wants to hang out there. Half the time, all the bar needs is a makeover and people are like, I'm not going back. So they get Norm, they get Norm to come in, and, like, one person in the place is like, Norm, and he's like, not now, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck, Shut up, the fuck up. Thing. And he walks over, and he's like, hey, um, what do I want today? Mm, I don't know what I want. I think I want a screaming Viking. <laughs> and the guy's like, do you mean this? And he's like, nope. I mean, a screaming Viking. <laughs> and the guy's like, that drink doesn't exist. And Woody, so this is where I was getting at, comes out of fucking nowhere. And he goes, I can make you that. He like pops up behind the guy and he's like, <laughs> he's got a cucumber in his hand. And he goes, do you want your cucumber bruised? And Norm looks at him and goes, slightly and he just hits the cucumber on the end of the bar and goes makes this thing and then here comes cliff and he's like hmm what do i want he comes up, i think i want a screaming viking and like everybody starts asking for it and so this is how they prove to the guy that, oh like God. so um i did bring us a screaming viking oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah i mean i'll just i'll just pour one <laughs> I don't, oh my god! I don't know if this is going to be good. I just followed uh, the one recipe I found for like what someone thought a screaming Viking would be. That has got to be so. My it's probably going to be terrible. Ever. Somebody put in time and effort yeah. and was like, "I wonder what." Oh my god! Yeah. So, um, <laughs> do you want your cucumber bruised slightly? <laughs> slightly, and he just hits it on the bar. But that's where Woody would come through with like oh just like gosh. the like out of nowhere. Sometimes, so, yeah, like out of absolutely he had nowhere. Some of my favorite. I was going to put some ice in here. <laughs> oh no! The one while you're doing that, the one that I love too was whenever uh, Sam accidentally or Rebecca accidentally buys. Dog Dog food instead of peanuts. Yes. <laughs> so she's been filling the, the bowls with it. And then finally, Woody hears about it and someone's eating it and he goes, <laughs> you want me to put a raw egg on there for your coat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Out of left fucking field yep. comes Woody, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he was always doing. But like that time. will be my most favorite thing. And I, uh, uh, for very real, I'm getting ready to redo the menu at my bar, and I'm really thinking about putting a screaming Viking on Just there. Just to see who gets it. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably <laughs> going to make it a lot better than whatever this is. <laughs> so what I found was that it was like two parts, uh, well, two ounces of vodka, one ounce of dry vermouth. Okay. One ounce of lime, and then uh, a cucumber, 
Slightly bruised. Slightly bruised. And a celery stalk for some weird reason. Well, it was the 80s. Well, and the funny part about it is, is like everybody asks that, and the guy like storms off, and as soon as he storms off, everyone spits their drink out. So I don't have much hope for this. <laughs> An immediate review of that drink yeah. was on the show, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, it's actually not that bad. Well, is it like not that bad in the way of like bartender not that bad? No, or... like bartender not that It's really okay. not that bad. It's it's okay. I mean, it's beautiful. It's just it it is what it is. <laughs> I swear to God, just the look on your face though was just kind of like yeah, huh? Yeah, right. yeah. It's like eh, it's okay. <laughs> well, no, because and that's another part too about like working in bars and everything is that you have the different types working with you. Like everyone's worked with a guy that it's like, oh, I know how to make that. And yeah. It's like, how the fuck do you know how, how to, to make, make that? that? Come on. There are a bazillion. Oh, I yeah. mean, a bazillion drinks. I love when, like, people come in and they're like, what do you have? <laughs> like, Dude, literally, literally like, five <laughs> bazillion combinations. And even worse is when it's a really busy night, <laughs> yeah. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And then they go, what do you have? Nope. And nope. Just yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> why don't you think about that? Look behind me. <laughs> Well, when and we then opened, we'll reconvene when I come back around this way. The place that we have now used to just be a beer bar. So right. when we first opened, and I'm like full liquor, and I mean it's very obvious that I'm full liquor. You have an entire back bar full of liquor, and it's not yeah, it's not hidden. But like yeah, <laughs> it's it's lit up and everything. Dudes would come like, all the time. They're like, do you, do you have beer? Or do you just serve booze? <laughs> just like I couldn't help myself. I would like <laughs> Vanna white my arms out, and I'm like, no, this is just for decoration. <laughs> Like, for real? Like, why? It happens all the time. Like, I would be bartending, and this guy came in, so the last bar- place I was bartending. Uh, oh, no, this drink gets better the more you sip it. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I love those, honestly. Like, whenever you're, like, halfway down, you're like, why did I ever doubt you? Like, <laughs> drink? Uh, but, like, I, I was like, I would. this guy comes in, and he goes, oh, I wanted to do a, uh, a Bud Light on draft. I go, okay, brother, well, I don't have that. Yeah. I have Bud Light in the bottle, or I have Budweiser on draft. Bar, this isn't an uncommon thing to happen in a bar. Like Not that. at all. So this shouldn't all be All bars have different stuff. Different stuff all the time. And he goes, I'll have a Budweiser in a bottle then. I go, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no Back no. it up. Let's, 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 <laughs> I feel like we're heading right for another misunderstanding. Let's do it. Okay. Bud Light bottle. Bottle. Budweiser. Draft. draft. But then I fucked up because then I go, or I have a special. <laughs> and Lone Star on draft is like two bucks or whatever. He goes, okay. And I go, I'll come back. I come back and he goes, I'll have Lone Star in a bottle. I go, one, one more, more time, time for the cheap fucking seats. God damn it. Dude, and if people only knew how much this happens. It's constant. It is absolutely constant. I love it because obviously the last bar I worked to, the the woman that I answered to, never worked at a bar before, right. essentially. So every once in a while, she would hear our stories. Be, she'd be like, oh, come on. And I'm like, no. That was the tamest one that I have. Yeah. I could tell you all about this shit of knives getting pulled. There's been gunshots outside of bars constantly. Yeah, like, that's, that's why I think anyone who should who can own a bar or a restaurant yeah. or any of those things, I don't care who you are, you should be required before you can open to work in one for oh, at yeah. least th- at least 3 months. 
At least three months. I would even go so far it. as like a year. Just well, so I mean, way, a year would be much better. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, just at least spend well, like then a that few way nights. They're, they're like, because I don't know about you, but I've seen the bar industry essentially turn this young, like dewy-eyed fuckface just comes in all fucking piss and vinegar, ready to go, and then all it takes is like six months to a year, and then they are just a grizzled mess. Grizzled they total just, mess. And I'm like, ha ha, you couldn't handle it. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. You what? thought this was all fun and games. Ha <laughs> 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 Joke's on you. My favorite is I don't that. sound like this. <laughs> because this stuff is Disneyland fun and games. Oh, my God. Right? We just hang out and just get people drinks and have fun all night long. Yeah. It's not work. No. This is the easiest thing ever. It's yeah. like, oh, my God. How much vomit have you cleaned up in your life? Yeah. I have de- varying <laughs> degrees of types of vomit oh, yeah. stored away in my head and how yeah. to clean it. Oh, no. I've worked okay. in a bar where somebody literally shat on the floor. Yep. On the floor. Yep. Yep. Worst one that ever happened was uh, a girl took a tampon out and just, like, rang it around, like, oh, in the Lord. air. Like, like a lasso style? Like a lasso style. Like... <laughs> Covered the entire bathroom in period blood. Oh, God. That just sounds like a nightmare. Well, okay, so here's the way I liken it. I'm like, okay, remember if you've, like, if you ever in your life have had a bunch of friends over to your house and everybody got wasted and then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, my God, I have to clean this up. Do that every day. (laughs) Every fucking day. (laughs) And even worse is it's not your shit. So you can't half clean. (laughs) No. You have to fully clean it. You have to fully, yeah. You can't be like, oh, this is fine for me. I'm going to go watch some Cheers and go to bed. I'll I'll get this later. (laughs) or any of No. No. It has to be done. Oh, my God. One of my favorites was, this was, oh, my God, like 10, 11 years ago now. Fuck. Uh, It was whenever I was uh, bar backing at the Max downtown. Uh Uh-huh. And so... We had this regular come in, and he shall remain nameless. I bet I can guess who it is. I bet you can. I won't say. Uh, But he would come in, and he would order three drinks every round. Yeah, okay. I know exactly who it is. It was a mixed drink, a shot, and a beer. And then he had, He thought he was living Chumbawamba. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hate that you put that song in my head. (laughs) Yes, sorry. it's going to be there. Forever. Uh, Whiskey drink. Think of vodka drink. (laughs) He drinks a cider drink. He drinks a lager drink. (laughs) That's but why like, he got knocked down. Oh, dude. He was, he had six rounds. So oh, geez. for those of you keeping track at home, that's 18 <laughs> drinks. drinks. And that was within like a three hour span. Yeah. So that's not so good. Fucked up. And then right. he goes, all right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. But then he turns the corner and goes to that back area in the max. And I go, no, where the bathroom uh, uh, sir, is. No, sir, not bathroom. Not a bathroom. Then we hear. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. I go, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> so at that time, Matt Safaya was the door guy. And oh, Matt. Matt Safaya is one of those guys that he could pretty much handle whatever you throw Oh, at yeah, him. pretty much. Like smells, visuals, whatever. Yeah. He's seen worse. Moving on. Yeah. He comes back around after we sent him back there to see what happened. He goes, that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Like he did the whole like 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 do rag around yeah. the mouth like and had to take breaks like comes back and shit he goes were any of those cream based Jesus like, <laughs> see and that was always my job because I was a mom and like I always yep. work with dudes and like so always like it was the most hilarious thing anytime anything happened like whether it was puke vomit shit like whatever like mm-hmm. all everybody was like Lynn. <laughs> Like, I have literally gone to other bars the next day to help somebody clean something up because they called me at, like, 4 in the morning and they were like, I can't do this. And I'm like, it's cool. I'll set my alarm for 9. I'll meet you. Oh, my God. And I will help you clean that up. That is, okay, that's got to be. <laughs> I, you, 
love that person, whoever that is, because there's no fucking way I'm doing yeah. that. Like, hey, I can't handle this. Sucks to be you. Click. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I'm a sucker. I'm always just like, you know what? Cool. I'll be right there. God damn it. <laughs> My favorite is always, too, whenever, uh, like, the normies, if you will, mm-hmm. the normal people, they're like, oh, I'm going to hang out with the bartenders after they're last out, call. Yeah, because that's what I get to do. Cause yeah, because, like, I'm, I'm cool. It's cool. And then the best part is, like, I can hang. No, no you fuck, fuck you, you can't. can't. Stop doing that because then we have to take care of you. Yeah. Like, like we're like, all right, we're going to do another shot. And they're sitting there going, oh, all right, I can. Yeah, let's do another one. I'm like, this no. is going to be horrible. No. By the way, it's 3.30 now. <laughs> and you must and you're go. hammered. Like, we're probably going to be here till the fucking sun comes up, dude. We're already talking about politics and all yeah. kinds of shit. So we're just I've here. gone through your entire <laughs> life story. Like. <laughs> oh, my favorite. And you, I know for a fact you've had this happen. I'm pretty sure most bartenders have. You'll start okay. having a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. They seem cool. You get along because of shows or music or whatever. And then out of nowhere, they'll just drop. Just the flip. Just They'll drop like a homophobic shit or like some sexist shit. Yep. And you go, what the, the fuck? fuck? You just wasted my I time. I thought we had a relationship. <laughs> I thought things were cool. Even worse like, is when you're like, I already added you on Facebook. Yeah. Like, no, fuck. That like, has <laughs> happened. And I'm like, oh, no. Or even worse, it's the Facebook that, that outs them. You know, yeah. you like open it and it's like, like oh, <laughs> communist <laughs> Biden. You're like, oh, god damn, damn it. You're it. an idiot. Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you fool me? Oh my god! The, the, well, the I get amazed by the people who just like have the drunk flip, who like oh, are, yeah. are totally cool. Like they sit down, they're like, "Hi, you know, I would like a Hendrix Martini dry, blah blah blah." Like they're cool. Like they're sitting there, they're drinking, and then they get about three drinks in, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, "Let me tell like, you what's wrong with this country." Yeah, and oh, it's I not even just ask, that, but they're just like, all of a sudden like ridiculously drunk out of nowhere. Oh yeah. I'm like, I think what just what happened is, to you? Like, I, I think what it is, it's the same thing as whenever, like, you're drunk at the bar, but you're not wasted. And then you get home, and suddenly you're wasted. Yeah. I think it's that, that, that like, fall into it Well, kind so of maybe it was my fault, because I made them so comfortable. <laughs> like, I made them comfortable sitting there that they were just like, I'm going to let it go and just be it fully really intoxicated suck. now. It's, oh, God. <laughs> it, that gave me indigestion. Just think about it. I, it really does suck that that is inherently the bartender's job but at the same time it backfires so often it does because like then it's like they haven't had a friendly person talk to them all day yeah you know they've been given shit all day right. and then you're just kind of like what's up brother yeah, how let's, you doing let's be friendly let me give you some drinks or like, even put worse you in you're a on good the other zone. side of the bar and you hug them or something yeah. and that's like the first hug they've had in like a week yeah and they then cry and oh, then yeah. they like stalk you for three years <laughs> yeah it's the worst <laughs> I ain't gonna stop though. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I still do it. I still do it. I mean, it's within my nature. I'm just like I'm always been like a don't judge anybody. Come in, just like let it happen. Like right. I'll be the first person if you get weird. I'll be like, yeah, you gone. Uh, or even worse but, is whenever you try and let them down easy. Like, hey, dude, just hey, real quick, you're being real fucking weird right yeah, now. You're being real. Can weird. You, can you polish? Yeah, and just like bring it in a notch. Like, let's just not on, just down. Let's just not, a little bit. Just, just turn the just volume please, down. Nope. You're kind of yelling, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you just said something real <laughs> fucked up. Let's just maybe not say that anymore. This one guy came in, and he was sitting there talking. He was pretty cool there for a bit. And all it took, I swear to God, like you were saying, I think it was maybe three drinks, tops. Then he starts shouting the N-word. Oh, yeah, that's great. And mm-hmm. then the funniest part was he's he's yelling this shit at me. And I'm like, yo, brother, not for nothing, maybe stop. 
because it, I mean, it was just me in the bar, but I was still kind of like, this is fucked up that you just think this is okay. And then a group of black men walk into the bar and he's suddenly real quiet, super quiet until. Oh I no. Gave... At that point, I know you, you're like, okay, powder keg. Oh my what God. What is about to happen? I swear to God, I had the biggest <laughs> smile as soon as I walked in. I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> and then, so I was just like watching. I was like, what's I, I was just waiting. I was like, come on guys. Come on. Say come on. Something. Let's see what's, what's going to happen. Say what's something, happen. please. And then, so this was around the time that, you know, the Watchmen was on HBO. Right. And mm-hmm. so they had uh, t- discussed Tulsa. The, right. And the, the race, race riots. Yeah. Riots, yeah. Or the massacre, depending on how yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, a massacre massacre is, is the way that I would like to put it. Yeah. how I would like to put it because, yeah. And so they were talking, these black guys, very nice guys, by the way. They didn't instigate anything before I go any further. <laughs> but so, you know, it was Sunday night. Watchmen was about to come on. And so HBO's on the TV. This was over at Lot 6. I could stream whatever I wanted onto those TVs. Right. So every once in a while, it brought more people in. If I was like, hey, I'm going to have this on. And right, it like yeah. kept them there. So I was about to watch Watchmen. And so watch Watchmen. Watch, 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 watch Watchmen. And so they looked up and they go, oh, is this Watchmen? I was like, yeah, dude. And he goes, man, I like that they were talking about Tulsa and the massacre and shit like that. Riot. He screams across the bar and says, Riot, it wasn't a massacre. And then goes, you started it. (laughs) Oh, I would have legit hopped over the bar, picked that dude up by his shirt, and went, "Uh uh-uh, dude, time to go. I would have paid his tab. I just would have been like, no, you go outside now. The look on their faces, like there was a, a moment of absolute shock. And horror. Like it was one of those, like, there's no fucking way I just heard you right. And then the guy goes, what? <laughs> yeah, like, and he goes, are you fucking kidding me? So he essentially gives the guy an out. Like, yep. oh, I'm, I'm just drunk, whatever. I'm just kidding. Nah, no. Riot! You started it. <laughs> and these three grown men got up, went over to him, and like just kind of stood around him going, say it again. Yeah, one more time. And you know, what's funny is I know that what I'm supposed to do is go, okay, guys, let's calm down. Let's back away. Yeah, no. They were the only four people in my bar and I was bored. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, you won't hit him. <laughs> I'm also like, motherfucker, it's three to one. <laughs> like, I don't care what's happening. If you want to continue you this. You are definitely the one going. It's going like. to take care of itself. <laughs> but then, of course, like they were very nice guys and they were just kind of like, you know, Fuck you, essentially. Like it was, it didn't go past words. Like right. they didn't hit him or anything like that. But they did how <laughs> they did aggressively escort him out out of the building. Yes, and he was. I mean, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He was smart enough not to try to come back in, which is not always true. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've like sit in the corner and like Eric knows this. My like, bartender's been with me forever. I just start singing. The cat came back the very next day. Cat came back. We thought he was a gunner in the left of the room. He's right over there. Because they do like I mean, and that was I was discussing oh this with my husband today. I was like, I don't understand people who come in. They fuck up. They do something really stupid. They get kicked out, and. They still want to come back. Yeah, like I'm like if not, I did and, something and you're not where I legit about like, like tomorrow or anything. No, they want to no. come back like ten minutes later. Yeah, and they think all is forgiven. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's not <laughs> like that. You dude. just got kicked out, if and they're like, look, they're if like, you want to oh, come no. back tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and apologize, when dude, yeah, good for perhaps, you. That's, depending yeah. on the severity. Oh yeah, sure. The N word guy is not coming back. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's There's certain things, but I'm also just like like and but then they're bargaining. They're like, well, I went to the parking lot and I thought about it. 
Like it was their call. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I self-regulated. I decided that, yeah, I was being a dick, so I'm cool now. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes later. Dude, I, it, <laughs> it, I'm flabbergasted by just how many people don't understand bar <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. Like, dude, if the bartender kicks you out, call it. You just know what I mean? Just go. Just, it's fine, man. No one's actually mad at you. No, they're just like, it's time. But, hey. Okay, I will tell you, like, go, at least eight times out of ten, we're not mad at you. We're just like, it's yeah. just time. Just fuck off. We're, That's we're, all. We're, glor- like, a lot of the time we are glorified babysitters. We're just like, <laughs> listen. We're like, listen, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> You've reached that point. We've all been there. I've been there. It's that point. Just take my advice and just get in an Uber and go home. You'll be so happy. Just drink a glass of water, have an aspirin, go to bed. Oh, yeah. You'll thank me in the morning. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 no. Trying to talk to a drunk mind is... It's very well now because like thing. at the at the Starlight your bar like you do you, you really run into that as often as a, as other places you've worked or no absolutely not okay yeah because you guys kind of it kind of seems more like a chill vibe overall, we have a, a so. more chill vibe we also have like a, a more of a mature crowd that's true uh, too and also a much more like uh, I mean I'm I'm forty almost two like we have a more woke crowd I oh, guess yeah. that's the word like yeah. we have people who know to be like respectful of everyone well, around you them have a sign on the front door now right yeah and what is what does the sign say exactly well, well I don't remember exactly what but... it says but I mean it just it says that black lives matter and feminism is real and like all things yeah. are and just be kind to each like, other love, is love. love like, is love just covering all bases all like, bases hey, take your fucking lifted truck ass the yeah. fuck out of here yes we don't need you yeah. unless that lifted truck is flying some kind of equality flag then exactly hey, then come you can on go in. Your Wranglers fit you nice, fella. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> and there's plenty of that. And that's why I always say, like, never judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. Like, but the second anyone says anything like hateful or like, and that's the thing is, we I just I have a no tolerance policy. With oh, that. like, like you whenever come they're like, you well, like, you don't have like, to be a snow. dick about it. It's like, yeah. yes, I do. You yeah. don't. You don't understand your side of things. You think that there's nothing wrong with your opinion, but there yeah. is. But so we have to tell you about it. Like that's one of the main reasons I wanted to own my own place because oh yeah. I get to call those shots. I oh don't yeah. have to go like I don't have to answer to somebody who's like, "Well, why did you kick out somebody who's paying money?" And I'm like, "Cause they're a dick." Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the, the job that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> That happened quite often. Yeah, I'm they like, would just be like, "Well, well why were you a dick, a dick to that person?" I'm like, "Why are you immediately taking their side? Like, you didn't yeah. even ask me yet." Like, like the the when I worked at Lot Six, Vanessa, who owns it, mm-hmm. was always on her bartender's side. She'd be like, "Okay, what did that? Yeah, piece she's of shit fantastic. Do? She's a great fucking owner, great Love fucking her. boss." Absolutely. And then this last place, who shall remain nameless, because God only knows what that'll fucking fuck <laughs> up. But like, it was immediately every time, you know. Why am I getting this message that you fucking did this to this person? I'm like, uh, cause they're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want from me here? Yeah. Like, but that's the thing too is that it's like bartenders were very nice until you cross that fucking line. Yeah. Or even worse, try and cross the bar. Yeah. I don't know why people still try this shit. I like, don't either. I went to go get my own beer. Who the fuck told you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Where where on earth did you get the idea that grabbing your own beer is a perfectly legit thing to do? You know what it is, right? It was cheers. Yeah, it Norm, was probably Norm cheers. Norm has grabbed a couple of his own beers. Uh, yeah. And I've I remember seen that. seeing that. Yeah, like going, he goes no? over and like, yeah, I'm like, Norm? <laughs> 
absolutely not. I would have slapped his hand. And the best part, too, is that it's like the one thing, one thing that everyone needs to understand about bartenders, too, it does not matter how much of a regular you are. You can still get kicked out. Oh, yes. I've, I've been a regular at the max for over 10 years. Yeah. And if I reach that point, it doesn't matter if it's Art behind the bar, who's a goddamn yeah. cuddle bear. He'll be like, Terrell, fuck, fuck off. off. And I'll be yep. like, okay. But that's also because we take care of each other. Well, yeah. That's... Because, like, if you don't care about the person, you let them go further. Well, right. But that, if the you're... places that let that happen and let people drive into, like, you know, like, do Oblivion, terrible yeah. and do terrible things are people who are like, all I care about is getting a few bucks. Yeah. And th- I think that was, like, one of the things that was really comforting to me about Cheers and about the show. So, like, way back in the day, uh, Rob and I were obsessed with um, the theme. The everybody knows oh, your yeah. name theme. I like had to skip uh, it uh, a few times, <laughs> a few times when uh, we left uh, some places. Like whenever we left, that was like the song that we would play. Of course, because that was just the thing. It was like everybody knows that's your comforting. name. It's where it's you very go and comforting. Like that well, song. I mean that part of it's comforting. I'm like, have you ever really actually listened to the song? Oh, it's oh the song is terrible. But I just mean like no. What but it I invokes, mean, have you ever like... actually listened to like the lyrics of the song? No. Okay, so I'm gonna read a couple. <laughs> So these are not what. By the in. way, you are the first guest to come in and have cue cards like that. Well, is... I mean, I'm sorry, but like some of these things are important. This song, so like that was the thing is like so you you have the theme song right, and so uh, in the beginning, okay, so just a little bit of backstory. Uh, Gary Porno, Porno, <laughs> sorry, Portno. You know he got it at least once, though. Like, Probably. If he didn't, what a wasted opportunity. <laughs> he was like an off, uh, an off again, on again, like songwriter. But he mm-hmm. did this like a musical called Preppies, and one of the writers, I'll make this really quick. One of the writers for Cheers like heard a song from the thing Preppies, and he thought it was really great for Cheers. And of course, they okay. couldn't use that song because it was copyrighted. So he was like, write a song. And so he wrote a song, and he wrote like four songs, and then he wrote this one. <laughs> And, like, in the very beginning, uh, the lyrics were, it's a crisis in your life. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to read my cards. So far, spot on. That's... <laughs> yeah, I was... Pretty... Oh, it's singing the blues when the Red Sox lose. It's a crisis in your life. On the run because all your girlfriends want to be your wife. Oh, good Lord. And the laundry tickets in the wash. And then they like they were like, no, nah, it's not quite right. And that's when it got changed to making your way in the world today oh, takes I everything do you got. I that part. That's one Taking of those songs that when it from starts. from all your worries sure you would mean a lot. <laughs> okay, so and then, and then so he had to break through when it was, sometimes you want to get away yeah. where everybody knows your name. So, yeah, that's the thing. So anyway, but he eventually... <laughs> Don't. He eventually. <laughs> don't you fucking start with me. <laughs> don't you fucking start with me. This is terrible. But anyway, he eventually like wrote a full like song. So really? one, yeah. And so Rob and I used to play this all the time. Like we got the full version. And like when we ended some nights, like we would play this. But then we like literally sat down and listened to the lyrics. So the first verse says, "All those nights you've got no lights. The clock, the check is in the mail, and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail." And your third fiance didn't show. Jesus so I'm fucking like, okay. Christ. Yeah. So then after that, it says, roll out of bed. Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe. And you didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
so this is a song. Yeah. So all I know is that the protagonist of the Cheers theme is going through a lot more than a stressful work day. Like Norm can suck it. Yeah. Like, like, God what Lord. exactly is happening in the song? Oh my like, God. Also. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I can't think of a single thing on there that's like ah, you can let that go. <laughs> yeah, like your shrink left. Your husband wants to be a girl. Like your kid's apparently a sociopath. <laughs> like you're having a really. Sometimes oh, you want to yeah. go. <laughs> uh, all you would need to do, I'm telling you, is just I mean, tell like, a bartender half of that. Yeah, I sort of got to be like, this round's on me, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Like. <laughs> You, you legit are allowed to be an alcoholic now. Yeah, dude. There have definitely been been those days, though, that you go into a bar and you're just like, you know, I'm not going to burden the bartender with my bullshit. You know, right. I'll just go ahead and have a few drinks. But like we were talking about, three drinks in. And your neuro's like, okay, and then, let me, I'm going to tell you about so everything. About, uh, about it, though, because sometimes, most of the time, I find that if it, I go to Starlight with those feelings, it's Eric that's bartending. Right. So he has been getting the brunt of these. Like, he's seen me on all manner of shit, but it'll be like three drinks, and I go, Eric, I got woes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And now you're going to hear them. But, I mean, of course, it's Eric, so he's just kind of like, well, that sucks, buddy. Anyway, you want another one? Yeah. And I'm like, you know I do. Yeah. <laughs> I have woes. I, I have to, woes. I need to drink them away. I must drink the woes away. Because <laughs> you know that's how it works. Drinking doesn't actually increase the woes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's what we got. Like, it's, that's, what, it's, <laughs> what, it's what you can do. Oh, my God. Like, I... I remember there was this guy, he came in, and uh, I'm trying to remember where it was. I was bartending. Oh, my God. It was Margaritaville. Why, the... you bartended at oh, Margaritaville? Yeah. Hey, we I fell on tough times, okay? That was... Harold. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, they didn't drug test. That was the only reason I got the drug. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there's the, that. The casino drug tests, but Margaritaville doesn't. And a buddy of mine worked well, there. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a Jimmy Buffett <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I feel like that would be some real fucking hypocritical <laughs> yeah. shit. If you're like, how much do you drink? Not enough. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> Parrotheads be all about it. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm wearing like the uniform is like they give you like this golf shirt, essentially. Right. And then I'm wearing cargo shorts. Oh, uh, God. Do you like, have any pictures? <laughs> I, somewhere. I, I'm telling you, I can look it up and I'll, I'll make sure you get it because. Yeah. Woof. God, like, gotta see this. So I'm also working at like the pool bar. You know what I mean? Have you been up there? Yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, yeah. They've there. got the swim up pool bar or whatever. So I'm working there or whatever. And this fucking guy, I swear to God, okay, comes up and he just like he gets one drink, but then he comes back and he goes, "Sir, are you allowed to drink?" And I go, "No, nah, man, I can't drink." You know, behind the bar. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I'd love to. And he goes, "Oh." And then so I give him his other drink, and then as he's like kind of swimming away, he goes, "Kind of sound like an alcoholic." And then just kind of like, what I was like, what in the ever loving fuck? fuck? I'm like, first of all, I'm a bartender. Like, what do you? Yeah. Really? Like, 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 our drinking oh. is not. No, we're, the guys that we're talking about are the ones that bartenders worry about. Yeah. Other bartenders will see that, you know, like, oh, he had like a few. He's kind of wasted. And it'll just kind of be like, rough day. Yeah. All right, cool. Have a good one. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But like normal people, they see that 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 drinking level. Yeah. The bartenders are just at a normal pace and they're just kind of like, I'm worried about your drinking. I'm worried. I'm like, I'm worried about your boring life. Yeah. Like, I'm really <laughs> worried about that. Uh, so this leads me to one of the coolest things about cheers uh, for anybody who's ever been an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> or currently. <laughs> yeah. Shush. So Sam 
uh, is a recovering alcoholic. Right. So that's how he gets the bar uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning is because he's like a pitcher for the Red Sox. So then he gets like super famous and he buys right. a bar as an alcoholic. And then so when you they start the show, he's now ousted from right. from being a pitcher because he drank too much. But he's a recovering alcoholic, but he still has the bar. If you notice almost every episode, and you can go back and watch this, he mm-hmm. either has a coffee or a seltzer in his hand yep. every time he's behind the bar serving. <laughs> and only true alcoholics know that, like, propensity. Those are yours. So that like, you have, no, but yep. you have to just constantly be drinking. You have to have something to oh, yeah. represent. Well, no, I just like, meant, too, that it's like not a lot of people notice that, like, if a bartender's taking a break or anything like that, which happens all the time, yeah. especially in Tulsa, I love when other cities are like Tulsa. I'm like, okay, buddy, our city can drink yours under the fucking table. table. I guarantee it. Yes. Like, but like, that's the thing is that's like, if our bartenders take any any breaks or anything, they will have seltzer or caffeine. Like, there's no in between. Well, but that's just I'm just saying that's what a recovering alcoholic. Will oh, absolutely. Do constantly, like, if you go, if oh, you're I call in, seltzer if the you're in alcoholic special. That's yeah, what I if call you're them. in a bar, like constantly like that's the thing it's like yeah. it's the same because you're used to as an alky just like oh, constantly yeah. drinking so there always has to be and that's something that they wrote into his character and i thought that that was pretty that's pretty spot on yeah and pretty true to life well and too like i mean i've worked at plenty of bars where it's like you know the, the rules are you can do this you can't do that you can do this whatever and then you i've worked at bars that it's like you can't drink at all behind the bar yeah but there are plenty of bars that it's like yeah drink i don't give a fuck as long as you can do your checkout who gives a shit and so you're sitting back there, like, 12 shots deep, like, looking at it with one yeah, eye. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, and you're like, all right, here we go. But it's really funny, too, because then it's almost kind of like that, you know, okay, I know my limit now. I know not yeah. to do 12 shots before yeah. a fucking checkout yeah. or whatever. But, like, it's always funny to me, too, because there were those bars that I worked at that they were like, you can do shots. I'm like, no beers? No. Yeah, yeah and they're like, no. no. And I'm like. You, you get how that's worse, right? Like, yeah. you get how that's weirder. You do understand that I'm injecting more alcohol into my body on a faster basis. I'm going to sit you down and tell you how alcohol works. <laughs> right? Like, if I have a beer and I just have it off to the side, I'll get, yeah. like, about halfway down, set it down, and then just yeah. kind of like, I'm back at it. And then I'll go over, have maybe another sip, whatever. But if it's a shot, I don't know what it is that happens in a bar patron's mind when they see a bartender take a shot, but they're just like, well, now i got to get them wasted. Oh, every time. Because they're like, oh, you, you, you down to do a shot? Yeah, and I, I don't, don't want to be that guy. No, and people <laughs> will argue with you. Oh, absolutely, they will argue with you because all the time, like uh, I had these like couple of almost twenty one year old girls come in the other night. They just turned twenty one. They're like, "Can we do shots with you?" <laughs> like, no. Um, I love that. That's not even like you're not embellishing that voice at all. That oh, no. sound. That was. Like, no, no, these two <laughs> definitely sound. Can we do shots with you? And I was like, No, I'm actually working right now. I'm not drinking. I'm just hanging out. Like, um, right. Thanks a lot, but no. <laughs> And they're like, oh, really? Yeah, Come like on, offended. just like, uh, just some, like one shot, like just a lemon drop. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is far and away one of the most hated drinks to make, like by some bartenders. Oh, I, I don't Maja give a shit. I, I, well, I don't give a shit about making a lemon drop. Lemon drop is easy for me. Right. Uh, like uh, when people start asking for like cement mixers or like. Oh, God. I will say you guys still have have made me the best painkiller I've ever had. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, it's phenomenal. But I actually did send some people your way not too long ago. Uh, when I was working, I was bartending or whatever, and, and they were just kind of like, I love painkillers. I go, oh, 
do I have a spot for you, friend? Like that's. <laughs> well, we came across that naturally because Rob's mom is a sailing instructor and she teaches classes in the BVI where the painkiller was originated. <laughs> so I got some intel. I definitely <laughs> thought that was going to go a different route. No. Like, I like, well, she teaches, so she gets wasted a lot. Like, <laughs> no. I just, I just got some Brit, some British Virgin Islands intel. On, there you go. That's where the drink was created. So I got. <laughs> Well, they don't really do on Cheers. They don't really do a whole lot of like mixed drinks per se. Like, no, it's mostly just beer, like beer uh, and it's a beer shots and a lot and, of shots and a lot of like neat drinks. And, and it has bothered like... me quite a bit that nobody can seem to pour a fucking beer on that show. No, they pour them horribly. <laughs> That's like so they literally bad. just like p- put a beer under here and just like open the tap. And no, like I have yet to ever see one person put one up to the spout. Like they just drop no. it down and just. Pop. Well, that's because none of them are actual bartenders. So, oh, this is fun, too. So, uh, I've looked up. I was just like, because Norm's constantly sipping a beer. Right. And I'm like, okay, so was Norm actually drinking beer or something else? So, he was actually drinking, and they were like, oh, no, he wasn't actually drinking beer. He was drinking near beer. So, near beer (laughs) is actually what Oklahoma served. So, it's 3-2 beer. He was drinking 3-2 the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. And so in order to give it foam, they added salt to it. So he was just drinking was salty, just drink- warm, <laughs> salty, warm 3-2 the whole time. That's and I'm like, oh, things I've ever I'm like, heard. oh, that is like my entire growing up. Maybe that's why everyone loved him so much. He was just lit the whole time. He like- had to have been. Because I'm like, you do like a bazillion takes and oh, you're yeah. just sipping because he takes sips constantly. I and mean, not only that, like most of his, if you'll watch, he's not like just kind of. Oh, he's no. Just, he's like, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how he made it through. So it oh, was yeah. just like salty 3-2 beer the whole time. Although I got to say, I don't know if it's the bartender or the love of drinking guy in me, but I'm just like, how awesome is it that you're just kind of like, well, got to go to work. I'm going to get lit again. Again. Like, <laughs> and they're going to pay me to do that. Yeah. Like, And I'm going to have four lines. <laughs> As a drunk dude at a bar, which I am. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Even better that it's like, if you leave work after that show, what do you do to unwind? Like, you can't go to a bar. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, although I feel like if they did, maybe they'd know how to learn, like, pour a fucking beer. Well, like, I think <laughs> that Norm was basically at the bar every day. He worked there for 11 years. He was the only other one other than Carla and Sam who was in every episode. So he was yeah, there. Yeah, because Norm was, or Norm, uh, uh, Fuck. The mailman. I just... Cliff. Cliff. Fucking shit. Cliff wasn't even in every episode. Nope. Like, he had... But well, like Norm a was. So yeah. that means Norm literally sat there through every taping for 11 years drinking 3-2 beer full of salt. <laughs> just, like, warm 3-2 beer. And I'm like, man, I think I can make it through that day. If that was, right? like, the one day I sit on one stool and do five lines and just drink 3-2, like, all day long. I honestly think one of my favorite lines... Fucking dream job. Dude, that has got goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, hashtag yeah. fucking hell. Like if you could time travel, I'm just yeah. gonna I'm gonna go to that audition and be like, yeah. hey, So do I drink in the audition too? Give, give, yeah. give me yeah. a beer. Okay. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Norm now. <laughs> no, one of my favorite lines that he ever delivered was he was walking in because he always had really quick lines. Mm-hmm. And so like Sam goes, "How you doing, Norm?" And he goes, "Well, it's a dog eat dog world, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear." Yep. I was like, "Yep, yep there he is." Yep. And that's how Terrell Norton, the comedian, was born yep. because I was a kid and I watched that and I go. Oh my god! I think I get jokes now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I, I understand them. them. Uh, but like, so did, did you watch it back in the day when it was actually? I airing, did. Or? I did watch it back in the day. So I watched it a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. 
I was born in 1979. Shush. <laughs> so I did actually watch it a lot. <laughs> actually growing up. Right on. Um, when I was very, very young. I watched um, it on TV land. Uh, I watched it. And then I watched it on TV land <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until the pandemic and I went back and like super Ben watched it. Right. As a career uh, service industry and bar <laughs> owner that I like really got it all. There but, you go. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, like it all like came to focus. Like I would see stuff, and it was weird because I would see it as my like child mind, right? And then now my adult gone through this mind, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa!" <laughs> oh, my favorite's always been that I'll watch it again later, and then I'll see, I'll like hear a line or something, and I go, "There's no way I caught that as a kid, right?" Oh, uh, but maybe you did. But maybe I did. Maybe, maybe I really, you did. Maybe so, that's what led to somewhere. what's going on here. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's why both of us are so fucked up. Was watching Cheers forever, it wasn't and we were like, and, video and we were like, oh no, movies. it was Cheers. Yeah. Like, it was like, it wasn't people shooting. We were like, damn, I want to be that dude sitting on a bar stool drinking beer all day. I swear to God, this is a hundred percent true, and it's one of my new bits because I swear to God, as a kid, one of my new bits starts with, I always knew I was going to be an asshole. I always knew because I was like five, six years old, and I was watching uh, Pinocchio, the animated Disney movie, right? And so in the movie, there's a part where Pinocchio's new friend takes him somewhere. They start drinking and yeah, smoking the, cigars. that big Wonderland amusement park yeah, thing. Exactly. And yeah. then so oh yeah, I remember that. I was like, then, I want to go there. Yeah. And then he turns into a donkey, and I'm five or six years old, and yeah. I go, worth it. Yep, hundred percent worth it. That looks. I will be so a donkey. Much fun. <laughs> that and uh, you remember the '91 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Duh. So they the, all the bad kids are hanging out in essentially this indoor skate park arcade thing. And then when this kid shows up, he gives him, like, a carton of cigarettes. There's people walking around with mohawks and drinking and all that. I was a kid watching this going, yeah, there. That's the most badass thing yeah. I've ever seen. Like, why are these guys mad at these people? They're hanging out in the dream right now. Like, yeah. look at these guys. They're awesome. Like, They've got, like, the biggest half pipe I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was like there was a transition to a lower one and yeah. everything. And I'm like, Dude. And it's all in a warehouse and nobody gives a shit. I'm like looking. I'm like, there's not one adult here. I love this. This is great. Yeah. Oh. And then when the adults show up, who is it? It's Shredder and his right hand man are the adults. Yeah. And they teach you that adults are bullshit. Yeah, and it's just like if if they'd have just left them alone, these are the yeah. coolest kids ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, uh, speaking of kids, though, how many fucking kids did Carla end up with on that fucking eight, show? Eight. eight. Kids. That's so many fucking kids. So she had four with her original husband, right. like when it first started, and like then when the she show had she already has too many. She had kids. like two with some rando dudes, and then she had two with Eddie, right? The guy she ends up marrying, which that's a weird side plot because yeah. she marries this dude, uh, and they get married, and he uh, is a, a hockey skater. So okay, so Carla right. the whole time is like super superstitious, like everything. Yeah. So. When she first starts dating Eddie, like, he would go to hockey games and he started losing because he was, like, on a winning streak. So oh, they yeah, would yeah. break up every night he had a show. <laughs> or a show, a show. A, show. <laughs> a game. They would break up every night that they had a game because, like, she was superstitious that them dating was, like. Right. But he ends up getting out of that and he becomes a uh, an ice performer and he's, like, a penguin or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he gets written off the show. But he, like, tries to save a life and, like, gets run over by a Zamboni. Like, I oh, think people Jesus. forget all of this. Yeah, that was some That was some genuine, like, I don't know if it I always wonder about shit like that. Of, of whether it was, like, okay, scramble. We got to figure out how the fuck. Well, here's the deal, though. This is, like, oh, the, there is under a deal. the thing. There is a deal. He was an L.A. DJ at the time, too. Okay. Like, his real 
persona. Okay. And so apparently at one point during his LA DJ show, somebody called in and they were like, what's it like being on Cheers? And he's like, it's cool, except that I have to kiss Rhea Perlman. Oh, wow. What a dick. And right after that, he got written off the show. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're not connected. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit because it's always kind of like you'll see like interviews with people. Oh, what was it like working with so-and-so or whatever? Mm-hmm. And there's like, oh, he's very professional. He's very... And you can kind of see them go dead-eyed a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just like, let it rip, girl. Come yeah, on. Yeah, just tell me, just what, he's tell me like. what it's actually Come like. On. Yeah. Give, give me the tea. Give me the God. Come yeah. on. Like, Spill that tea. Because it's always later that yep. you'll hear about it. That yep. it's like, actually, on set, he was a misogynist and he would, you yep. know, he would be drunk in between takes or whatever. And I'm like, that sounds awesome yeah like because a if he's a misogynist that means you can slap the shit out of him and get yeah. some frustrations out and if he's drunk in between that means he's got booze you can be too like, <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like you're a wet blanket like that's <laughs> all right i just officially snorted so that's good seal of approval right there. yes but like so i mean because you're not you know not to use this term or anything, because I am too, but you aren't actually just a bartender. You are, as you've said, you own the Starlight with your husband, Rob. Yeah. And you'd worked in bars for, you know, a decade, if not more, before that. Yeah. So what, what kind of transition was it going from just bartender that you're like, I got to answer to somebody to like, fuck that. I own this place. I can do pretty much whatever the fuck I want. Uh, So it's a weird transition yeah. because like. It's great to not have to answer to anybody. Right. But you also have to answer to the man, yeah. which is a whole different thing when you become a bar owner. So uh, it's a so lot. Like permits, restrictions. Oh, yeah. Lots of money. Fees. And then and then also liability. So oh, if yeah. I overserve if somebody right. and they leave and they kill somebody, I can go to jail and lose my local is that license not one of and the my weirdest entire fucking, bar. Like, because the whole time it's like, okay, you're an individual. You make your own decisions. And that's how most laws dictate what happens to you next well and especially republican <laughs> law in oklahoma right like we've always like, had weird we're, liquor we're, laws. we're free to choose whatever we want to do but if you fuck us up too hard and we hurt somebody it's your fault <laughs> like, i think that's what it is honestly yeah. i think some republican politician's kid got into a fucking drunken accident and then he was like all right it is now my duty to blame that fucking bar well but i mean <laughs> alcohol is like demonized period oh yeah um, it always I'll, has been and i'll never forget like whenever like we were getting the bar ready and like going through all the loops to get our liquor license and all of the stuff. Yeah. And I was talking to my kid about like how hard it is to like do all the stuff and how much money it costs. And he goes, Hey mom. Yeah. I guess it's real hard to become a legalized drug dealer. <laughs> I was like, touche kid. I guess I that's true. I can't be true. mad at you. Cause I <laughs> gave you that wit, but also fuck, <laughs> fuck you. you. And that's also kind of true. <laughs> Because it is a drug, and uh, there is a certain amount of responsibility that yeah. goes along with it. And there's there's argument to be made at, at some points or another that it's like it could be the worst one depending on who you are as a person and what have you. Yeah, no, Because a lot of people, they just kind of write it off. Oh, it's yeah. just drinking. Yeah, but if you have fucking 12 of them, yeah. you might as well be fucking ripped off a bong or fucking coked out. Right. Because you're going to fuck up. But, well, and you have to understand the fact that alcoholism is a disease and oh, that you're absolutely. dealing with people that are sick a absolutely. lot of the time. And so you have to actually bring on that responsibility. I love it. And like, I really do. do. Like, I do, too. Because, and that's, like, you, you talk to someone. It's what I was meant for. And absolutely. it's what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how I keep people, like, I, I'm referred to now as Mama Lynn because I'm like, <laughs> I follow people around. I'm like, 
listen. <laughs> but it is a completely different thing. Like there are times where I'm like, I would just love to go back and just work because I would and make like a good amount of tips and not right. have to worry about all of oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But then there's also the part of me that goes, I don't want to do that. And then have somebody else tell me. I just don't like people telling me what to do. I really don't. I I I really hate it. I've admitted more than (laughs) once that, like, even if I was about to go do the thing that you just told me to do, I will now wait to go do it because (laughs) Because you told me to do it. (laughs) If I do it, it's my decision. Exactly. I had an ex that, like, I lived with her for a little bit and she would do that where, like, I'm walking to the kitchen to just do these dishes. Hey, can you do the dishes? Um... No. No. Now I can't. <laughs> I was legit about to do them, but now not so much. It's that's a sickness, honestly. Like it, it is. It really is. There's a problem in my brain. Like I cannot help it. You know, I think that everybody has that, and it starts in childhood. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, it's like I, when little kids are like, "You're not the boss of me." Like, well, actually, I am. But and I also get where you're coming fuck from. Off. Like, yeah. That's, well, and uh, my girl now, of course, has found a loophole. God bless her. Because what she'll do is she'll go, hey, can you do the dishes later? To where it's still my idea to do them, but I'm doing what I was told. Like, I was like, I was doing it one night and I was kind of like, oh, she's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, a worthy adversary. Yeah. Here we go. Like, <laughs> but then you can't like, you just kind of have to like give them kudos and go, man, you're slick. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, no. Trust me. I have no doubt in my mind that the next time she tells me to do something, I'm going to be like, gotcha. No, <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, though, I mean, I think we're both getting to the same uh, uh, end point as far as, like, with cheers, definitely bingeable. It is bingeable. Okay. So I will say it's bingeable for two reasons. Okay. Number one, um, uh, fantastic characters. Mm-hmm. I think that Cheers had uh, so Seinfeld always totes that they were a show about nothing. I'm yeah. sorry, Cheers was the first Cheers show about absolute, nothing. They're like, well, they were about a bar, bitch. You were about a no. comedian, see? So yeah, you were about they were something. about a, like, both of them were about a bunch of characters, yep. a bunch of people who mm-hmm. sit around and just talk about nuances and of just life, bullshit and like, bullshit. So uh, love that, uh, and. I don't know where I was going from there. <laughs> just completely lost that my train of thought. That screaming Viking has just got your number. <laughs> it was definitely not the screaming Viking. I need the celery now. See, that was one of the things, too, that I remember as a kid. I saw Bloody Mary for the first time. I go, why the fuck you got celery in it? And I swear to God, the answer that I got was nobody knows. Nobody has yeah, any fucking idea. Yeah, because celery is bullshit. <laughs> But sometimes you just need bullshit. So anyway, I remember what I was doing. Bingeable because of that. Because, like, there's all these great characters. Right. And bingeable because uh, it's just kind of a, a commentary on life. And yeah. the people that you meet and the Absolutely. stuff that you meet. So I especially said, if you go to bars often as we do. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's You're kind of like, well, that's a little too spot on for me. Uh, <laughs> so I said. things. <laughs> I said earlier that Diane did a quote in the very first episode. Yeah, yeah. So Diane, like, uh, gets the job. Like, Summer Sloan, like, breaks up with her. And then Sam, for some reason, offers her a job out of nowhere because, like, that's what happens in real life. <laughs> and, like, she gets the job. Right. And then they go to the next scene. And it's, like, her first day with her little waitress thing on. And this couple comes in. And, like, she's like, hey, everybody. Awesome. Like, you're the first people that I've served here. And, like, if you would have told me last week that I'd be here right now, it'd be crazy. And this is her quote. She says, here I am, a student, not just in an academic sense, a student of life. 
Where better than here to study life in all of its facets? People meet in bars. They part. They rejoice. They suffer. They come here to be with their own kind. And it was literally like the most prophetic thing about what the series is. <laughs> I really love that line and hate who delivered it. That's yeah. really... <laughs> And I mean, I'll be like, fuck Diane, but she basically like set up the entire, even she through all that stuff. She set the bars. The, like, yeah, basically, like they just come here to be with their own wow. kind. Like, this is what happens. I am forever changed. All right, that cool. Is- <laughs> I did my job. Oh Don't my make God. fun of my notes anymore. <laughs> No, I just thought it was funny too that just that you were the first one to show up with cue cards. Because like I've had they're other, not cue cards; they were notes. I call there's them a cue difference. Cards. There's they're a difference. On cards. They didn't tell me what to say; they just reminded me of what to say. She said after reading verbatim this quote. That quote, <laughs> not anything else. I'm eating celery now. I'm forgetting you exist. <laughs> Wow, that's never happened. Wow, okay. <laughs> of all the things that people have done to try to forget that I exist, celery wasn't on that list. All right, cool. Apparently it works. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking spot on, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I like that a whole bunch. Fuck. All right. Sorry. Well, I, know, I mean, we were even talking too. Like, we've talked about old shows on this podcast before that it's like it didn't really hold up, like a couple things or whatever. Yeah. Cheers holds up. Like, it holds up. They don't really do yep. the whole... It's the 80s, we can get away with this kind of thing. Like No, it pretty much holds up. They were actually one of the first series, too, to talk about, like, designated drivers. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And, like... That's awesome. Yeah. Well, considering what they are, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey... Lynn, I don't know. Lynn, what do you think? Did you have fun? I had fun. Yay! Screaming Yay! Vikings Screaming Vikings! Uh, we're going to put that on the menu. Maybe not this one. And uh, just for those listening, because we, we do actually have quite a quite a fun little amount of people that listen these days so what what's the address to starlight in tulsa oklahoma oh my my house no <laughs> it's our basement fuck you uh it's cheers <laughs> uh it's 1902 east 11th street um but it's like basically uh it's 11th and utica it's 11th and wheeling there you go 11th street and wheeling it's right there don't don't be confused by the outside. It's really cool inside. <laughs> but yeah, it's honestly, in my opinion, one of the better bars to go to, especially if you're used to like downtown Tulsa. Mm-hmm. These days, downtown Tulsa is getting a little uh, iffy, if you will. And uh, Starlight's just kind of a safe haven. You know what I it's mean? It's a like, safe haven. It's where you want to go if you just want to have like, I mean, you can have a good cocktail. You can have a bad cocktail. I don't know. If you want one, I'll make you one. <laughs> I'll make but you the you low life. Have, like, it's fine. Like, you can it's... have a good and you can have a cheap beer and it's just a, a very safe, clean, nice, mm-hmm. safe place. There it's a go. neighborhood bar. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the difference. I think that's what Cheers was as opposed to, like, these yeah. corporate places that you go to. Man, I... It's a place where you can go in and you can go can by you yourself. Can you even go to corporate places anymore? I don't know. I and can't. you come in by your, you can come in by yourself, and then you can leave with six friends. Oh like, yeah, that's and not only that. Works. We were having this conversation not too long ago. We went to a, another similar bar, Arnie's. We were mm-hmm. hanging out, and I was talking to my buddy Sam, and we were talking about that. That it's like if you go to a new city, you've never been to this city before. Mm-hmm. Go to the bar. Yeah. Go to the not not a corporate bar. Don't go to like fucking TGI McFunsters or anything like that. Go down the street to the little fucking hole in the wall. Yep. Where like there's a letter out on the neon. Yep. And go in there and you'll be able to find whatever you need. Yep. Like if you're like, hey, I'm new to this town. I don't know who to buy weed from. Oh, he's over there. 
Like yeah. that would. <laughs> That's Eddie. Yeah. He was about to leave, but you can just go ask. Yeah, him. it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna wait on an Uber. We know yeah. him. He's not driving. Or like, I'm really new to town. Like, you know, what kind of bars should I apply at? Or things yeah. like that. Bartenders are those types that it's like, oh yeah, I got you, brother. What oh, you're yeah. gonna do is you're gonna go down here, you're gonna you take go a left, here and you're like, gonna take a left, and you're gonna talk to this person. His name's Fred. He's kind of a real dick, but if you just say this, yeah, like, don't even remotely ask the hostess for any information no, whatsoever. Not whatsoever. She's a fucking twat. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna get all the real information, not uh, like absolutely. Whereas TJ McFunsters is gonna be like, let me get you an application. You will die here. Yes. Like, <laughs> my soul is already dead. <laughs> But I mean, that's the fun part about Cheers. I think was that it was like it wasn't just. It was talking a real about, place. Yeah, it was a place for family. I, I think I read a quote like the other day that was something. It was stupid. It was one of the stupid memes, and it was like <laughs> a dive bar is a place where like uh, your friends hold you your parking space, and like somebody will kill somebody for messing with you, and they bring you food, and yep. like they tip you forty percent, and like yep. it's it's a family. Your regulars a, start becoming really important to you no like, like at the very last episode of cheers that's what somebody i can't remember who it was said they were like uh, i think it was woody he was like you guys are like my family and i actually like probably like you better than my family <laughs> and i can anything that's true in the bar industry uh, yeah 100 percent true <laughs> we did not end up in this industry yeah. because life is going well yeah, yeah. like <laughs> True that. <laughs> oh, I love the look on people's faces when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ex-military. I work in the bar industry. I'm a comedian, and I have a podcast. And they're like, you just drink all the time, don't you? I'm like, eh, eh. pretty much. Sometimes. <laughs> and I say fuck more than most people. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> it's cool. But so, like, with the Starlight or anything, do you guys have any kind of events coming up or anything like that that you wanted to plug? Or? Uh, well, I mean, we've got our usual stuff. So on Wednesday nights, we have an open mic comedy night that starts at 10 o'clock. And it's that we had TJ on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And I even told him it's one of the best ones I've been to in a very long time. Yeah. And Laura Cook, one of my employees and very best friends and mm-hmm. children She's and who friend. I love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Duh. Is who hosts it with TJ Clark. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, we have trivia. It's cool. like the funnest trivia. We have so much fun. We scream at each other. You get free <laughs> snacks. You can win a bar tab. It's great. Uh, Saturday nights, we do uh, Dead Disco, which is just like a really fun, uh, everybody's accepted dance party. There we go. In the room. So and then we've yeah. got other stuff coming up. So you can check us out on uh, Facebook or on Instagram for Hell all yeah. of our events. And we couldn't we couldn't trick Rob into coming to this, huh? No. <laughs> Apparently, Rob and I are, are about to go to the casino to celebrate our fifteenth wedding anniversary. We got that a is... hotel room, and it's gonna get lit. <laughs> that is violently midwestern, and I love it. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> well, because you guys just got back from like Vegas. Yeah, and all that, so that does make sense, but. <laughs> But also, Lynn, I want to tell you, too, uh, we're going to wait some time, and then we'll, we're going to have to do this again. Oh, we'll, I'm down 100%. We'll pick another show. Anytime, we'll just you just you just let me know. <laughs> that's that's got to be my – that's more encouraging to me than people just agreeing to come on the show is whenever people are leaving their episode and they go, oh, 100% oh, I'm yeah. coming back. Because then it like gives me that warm feeling of like, okay, we're doing okay. You also can't <laughs> shut me up. It's just kind of a thing. If there's a microphone involved. I'm going to put a microphone in front of me and let me talk. Awesome. <laughs> that's why when people are like, where do you do comedy? I'm like, wherever they will let, let me. me. Like, that's... <laughs> but absolutely go check out the Starlight because I swear to God, you will not regret it. I have yet to regret 
even that next morning, whenever I can't see out of my left eye <laughs> and I'm wondering where my wallet is, I still love the starlight. So, <laughs> but uh, for Lynn Robertson, I'm Terrell Norton. As always, podcast is uh, binge918 uh, at gmail.com. If you want to email us, tell us that we're doing a good job or that you hate us, whatever. If you don't like us, go fuck yourself. And as always, I love you guys and there's nothing you can do about it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>